Hello, everybody. Welcome to Talk the Walk here on Watchfuls Podcast. I am your current host right now because this will be another host leading this discussion. Eddie V. Joining me, of course, is Celeste Roberts. Hey, good morning, evening. I hope you guys are ready for spooky time. Yes. And Billy Holiday, who will be the moderator of this discussion. That's right. Uh, thank you guys once again, the two of you especially, and Boss Rush in general for, for having me back. You guys are, are slumming it with me again. Slumming <laughs> <laughs> <Damn. laughs> Exactly. And as you guys can see, we are going to be discussing the game Soma. This mm-hmm. is from 2015. It's a survival horror game uh, from Frictional, uh, Frictional Games and also published by Frictional Games. Um, this game is available on Linux, Windows, OS X, PS4, and Xbox One. I think is coming to switch i'm not so sure yet that's 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 been a long a long talked about thing for now but it it seems like it is and then you don't hear anything for a while uh yes so uh and this is a single player survival horror so i'm going to turn the brains over to you billy uh as we get into the discussion of this game so it was his pick it was my pick um and and october what better time what better time for a game like this, uh, and you don't get a lot of, I found with walking simulators, we talked about with uh, a little bit with Edith Finch and with Gone Home, um, about how it feels like there might be a, a horror aspect there, but it never really pans out. Uh, so it's a rare occasion that you actually get it. Um, it it's there in front of you rather than kind of implied uh, as you go out. So this was a unique one, and uh, this was recommended um by a co-host of, of of my other show and we're kind of on the same wavelength he recommended edith finch um and so when this one came up and he was fresh off playing it uh he said you got to play this one he said you absolutely have to i know this is right up your alley um he said all i'll say is uh the ending to this one will stick with you uh, possibly forever <laughs> and and it has uh I, i've spent We'll talk about it as we get there. Has spent many a night staring at the ceiling, uh, with with a with a, a great with a great sense of dread over me. Um, but no, uh, this was one that I, I think did decently. Um, I, I think it hit a couple of deep discounts here and there over time, and a lot of people actually picked it up and and gave it a go. But as we're going to talk about as we go through. Uh, this isn't one of those games that people are kind of eh about. Uh, you either love it and or you hate it. I, I could probably point to someone on the panel now that, that may not be a big fan of it. But hey, we got a couple hours to turn it around. We, we got a couple. Ed, I think, uh, I don't know. I, 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 our, our friendship was growing. I don't, this might be a stumbling block. No, uh, we well, might have okay. to... So, this is the thing about Summer. Summer is pretty much Ghost in the Shell survival horror. Mm, mm, and mm. it's like, I understand what it's going for. I like the theme, um, mm. like, on how the game starts out, where you got this nice animated, well, not animated, but this nice um, painting look about yes. uh, our main protagonist, yes. uh, Simon. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and he's trying to be like thinking, uh, you know, he's talking to this woman named Ashley, and I'd be thinking this is wife or girlfriend or something like that. And they end up getting into a car crash, and then mm-hmm. he wakes up. Uh, yeah. And what you see normally how the game start that you are human, and mm-hmm. you know you're taking this drug to have brain readings. Um, mm-hmm. You look around the world, uh, you look around the room, you kind of see that things are kind of like okay this is normal i'm going in for a test and then mm-hmm. it's it mm-hmm. uh follow you uh find what you need to do you take your medicine after you get a phone call you go to the mm-hmm. door um and then you get on the subway and you get a phone <laughs> and depending on if you sent this some things so like uh one of your friends if you sent them an email you will let them know that you're not going to be able to make the work because of this mm-hmm. thing if you mm-hmm. do not uh, send an email, different dialogue comes up. Yeah. Uh, you get it to the uh, place. Now, this is co- the confusing part. Who let him in this building? <laughs> like, like, um, it, it's <laughs> it, it's sketchy. It's sketchy. If I was going anything brain wise on me, uh, yeah, uh, it's like Ed's saying, you get a weird kind of mishmash dream kind of sequence that kind of goes over your character Simon Jer in a, a horrific accident uh, loses a friend co-worker I felt like maybe hinted at um, maybe hinted at a potential love interest maybe I think he liked her I yeah. think he was romantically yeah. interested in her yeah um, and she passed in the accident he's left with a pretty severe pretty pervasive kind of slow brain bleed which has has left him maybe i think they gave him a matter of months to to live um so he is obviously waking up uh he's got to go to this uh it's for it's for a fellow that is not quite a doctor yet (laughs) yeah he's working he's working on his phd Yes. A Dr. Munchie, uh, David right. Munchie. And yes. Paul, Paul Berg is another grad student involved. Yes. Munchie is a computer science student, mm-hmm. and Paul Berg is a grad student in neuroscience. Mm-hmm. And that's how you end up in, in one of the sketchiest healthcare settings I've seen. Uh, they it's have undergoing out. renovations. <laughs> I, that was the most ominous aspect at the beginning. It is. Um, it, it's in a state of, I, I guess, uh, a business has moved out. They are just temporarily renting this building. You walk in, uh, it looks like it's got some some heavy work that needs to be done with it. You can't get in touch with anyone, um, but you you literally have to root through things, <laughs> find the passcode, uh, you know, go through these private things, find the passcode, put it in the door, uh, and then you're sent down. And uh, I, I, it was already, I felt like, uh, kind of a little ominous. Uh, in this empty building, uh, this empty hallway, there's an optional room you can walk into that has all this computer equipment, all these scans on it. Um, and then finally, uh, you make it to uh, the the room where you're going to be having the therapy. And it's kind of explained to you uh, how it works. It's a very a kind of experimental thing. Obviously, um, your character is at a point now where he's going to try whatever he can. Um, he, he's going to go for whatever he can that might increase those those months that he has left. And mm, yeah. I just want to do a quick rewind. Yeah, so, I, I like the mean just 
because it involves the, the name of the game is Soma in mm -hmm. Greek. Soma refers to the body as distinct from the soul, which mm. is the theme of this entire game. So there yes. are hints in the name. Mm. That's one of my favorite things to do is yes. look up the meanings behind names. And you can do a lot of exploring in Simon's apartment before you head yeah. mm -hmm. to this doctor's appointment. And you do find this newspaper clipping of how his mm -hmm. friend Ashley passed away. It's, mm -hmm. it's not a way I want to go mm -hmm. in the car crash. And I kind of was wondering if that was alluding to what Simon's going to experience in this game because she, yeah. she suffocates mm -hmm. on her own blood mm -hmm. after the car crash. And mm -hmm. uh, gosh, it was, it's very troubling. And that's something I mentioned to Billy in another talk that we were having mm -hmm. where it's very sobering and it happens all the time mm -hmm. to think that you're just going about your life and someone else's accident, someone else's negligence can end oh, your yeah. life. And oh, yeah. mm -hmm. it happens. It's probably happening right now as we, as we mm -hmm. speak. And that's something that terrifies me. I think lack of oh, yeah. control. Yes. Is something and, I which which is also, also a theme throughout <laughs> this game is a severe, I, I am glad you took us back to the apartment. Cause you know, I love doing that thing where, especially knowing where this goes, uh, to try to figure out just what it is, kind of seeing if there's anything around the apartment that might, kind of you know give hints as to you know what what we're in and there's very little um as far as things that kind of foreshadow but he does have some posters on his wall um there's one that's kind of a, a space like an outer space uh poster which space will play a great deal that is your mm -hmm. uh that's that's one of your one of your places you're you're longing to reach throughout this game and there was also one of a scuba diver underwater which um we will we will discuss how mm. we end up well we'll spend most of our time discussing how we end up underwater uh and there were other little uh i, I picked up like every single book the fella had in there that you could um and there was one about uh the swimmers being pulled underwater and attacked by these these kind of mysterious tendrils and and things like that Ooh. yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the foreshadowing so so there is so uh there, there's a lot of that and, and i'll say why or when i played through early i thought it had more of an impact um than it did but by the end of the game i'm still kind of inconclusive but we're we're back at the office uh the scan basically when we think of getting a scan we think of just a flat image uh just something to put up there and read maybe you know numbers here and there uh this is going to be an in-depth uh scan essentially making a a copy of the brain a, a working copy that can be activated anytime as many times as they like and they will they'll create a copy of the brain they will run a whatever type of therapy, therapy A that they want to try, uh, and they can see the results real time without subjecting Simon to, because he doesn't have time to uh, keep, you know, trial and error. They can create a, a, a hundred brains and, you know, try a hundred different therapies, see what works, uh, and then apply it to a real person. The actual person. Well, I shouldn't say real person because there's going to be debate on that too. But they're going to apply it to 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 original Simon, OG Simon, uh, is going to get this treatment. And well, you you strap in. Uh, it comes down. You're getting your scan. The lights go out. 
Um, and then they come back on. And when they came back on, <laughs> we we are in a different setting. And what was your uh, both of you kind of your initial um, reaction when when the lights come on and you go from a you know a, a doctor's office with uh, all kinds of machinery and the doctor there, uh, but still a you know a, a kind of clean environment to uh, what looks like a an eighties rundown sci-fi space station. Well, excuse my language, but I thought shit's about to get real. Yes, <laughs> that's what, yes. that was my reaction. That, that's that's officially the moment it did, and it's pretty early on. Uh, for me, I was um, uh, I'm I, I, it was just like okay, I see what they do. They're transitioning into the mm-hmm. to into the game, so it, mm-hmm. it's making you believe that everything that you're just seeing and stuff mm-hmm. is a dream. Mm. Or some kind or something because when you wake up, you're like, Doctor, Doctor, where, yeah. you know, where you at and everything. And you real and you're realizing, you're not realizing what's really going on. It, it felt like something definitely happened while you were asleep and nothing mm. touched you or anything. Yeah. Because yeah. when you wake up, you see that the room that you're in, the door is locked. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you got in the chair, the door wasn't locked or anything. Yeah. You know, um, and so then you kind of realize, oh, I'm I'm in a whole different place and I'm in a different world. What what happened? Like, yes. was I dreaming or was I transported into maybe the system? Like, mm-hmm. is my brain now in the mm-hmm. system mm-hmm. Um, and everything? And w- one thing I will say, I will uh, that that was real cool is that anytime this game loads up their brain is scanning yes show their brain is loading so it's like that's a cool way on playing Mm -hmm. on what this game is about so that's what i thought yeah and um it's it's interesting and my initial um and and celeste actually i I think shares a love for me of of seeing what all the community has to say about things um i love getting out there after i played through the game and kind of have my own uh, impressions, uh, seeing what other people think, theories, um, things like that. I love just watching just people like half hour YouTube summaries, what people think. Uh, and she sent me one and, and I was very excited, um, because the, the, the fella in that had very similar first thoughts to what I did when I first played through. And it's, uh, based on what the doctor is saying, you know, there's going to be essentially running simulations for different types of therapy uh, on these, these you know, computer-generated brains of his. Um, and I was thinking, is this maybe the simulations? Is this, uh, is this like a, the, the first try? Are we walking through um, some sort of experimental therapy? Because we've got these, these long, we've got these hallways, um, it's abandoned, we've got doors that are locked that will unlock early on. Is he unlocking... Uh, parts of the brain as we go along. Uh, It'll play a really big part, but there's also a a massive amount of kind of this black goo that is going to be leaking constantly throughout the game, which we get the full, the full gist of Um, it's for future reference called structure gel. And I was thinking maybe it's that representative of the, the brain bleed, Um, just this kind of oozing of this gel. And I, I think the first time I played through uh, I was pretty far into the game, still thinking, well, maybe this isn't, um, you know, maybe this isn't like 
time travel. Maybe this isn't something uh, like you've been uh, abducted or something like that, or this doctor has bad intentions and he sent you off somewhere. Uh, maybe this is just, uh, maybe we're in one of those simulated brains and this is part of the, the therapy. Maybe this is how it's represented. Uh, and that was a really early thought of mine. I, uh, what, what, mm-hmm. go ahead. One of my, one of my thoughts was just like, how could the electricity still run in this place? <laughs> like, what is good? Like, I, the logic stuff started coming in. I'm just like, wait mm-hmm. a minute. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, we're in this desolated area. We got all of this, like, goop and, you know, darkness and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's still, like, the electricity is running. Yeah. And, like, I was just, I, I thought to myself, I thought that, with all the stuff that's going on, mm-hmm. at least with him waking up and everything, mm-hmm. it would be pitch black. Like, there would be no mm-hmm. electricity running. Mm-hmm. But electricity is just running like it is, like, no one, like, someone paid the bill for the next <laughs> years. And I, so there's that. I think it's because of the part of the structure gel that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Later. Yeah, there is. But um, I had that thought, yeah. too, Ed, like. Oh yeah. This is abandoned. Anytime something yes, why is it everything still on? Um but yeah, I, I think that is probably um as, and we'll get to it as we learn more about it in the game. The source of the structure jail is, is probably to to blame or to thank, however you look at it. Can I say that it yeah. gave me Chrono Trigger vibes? Oh, for, for twenty, yeah. for, like when you get way in the future, it's desolated, mm-hmm. but there's still electricity running <laughs> and everything, and the way that it looks, it like I was looking at, it, I'm just like, this is Chrono Trigger. I'm like, <laughs> I'm in for this, but it's still wacky. Mm-hmm. I, I also want to point out, if you've never played this game, well, first of all, don't listen to this podcast because we're going to ruin it for you. But, but, uh, listen, listen to it. But well, listen to it after you've played Yes, listen yes. To listen after. to it after you've played the game. Mm-hmm. There are two modes in which you can play this game. You can play oh, yeah. it the way the creators intended, which is where you will face enemies and they can hurt you. Or you can play it the way I played it on safe mode. <laughs> now, did both of you play it the original way this time? Um, I played it in a safe mode. I switched it to safe mm-hmm. mode because I'm you just like, it. I okay. Yeah. I played it. Um, I played it through in the original mode and I, I just wanted to see the difference. So I, I played through in safe mode up till uh, probably the first like major enemy encounter just to kind of see the difference. And, and I want to go ahead and say um, if I have any major complaints about this game, it's the the monster encounters. And we're going to get to one in a little bit, and I'll tell you what I don't like about it. So safe mode was kind of, especially for if you just want to get out there and get the story and not feel <laughs> parts or like you're having to creep around or really miss details. Um, I walked away. I'm going to play through the game all the way through um, in safe mode. I think this may be one of the times that is an advantage. Um, but we'll talk about that more um, as kind of counters come up in the game. They hit you with one pretty early. But before you get to that, um, it's kind of limited where you can explore on the ship. Uh, you can go into like a room that is everything there is abandoned, long since abandoned, disarray. Uh, there's kind of a mess everywhere as far as the jail. Um, and 
This is what you're seeing basically the rest of the game. You'll see these weird amalgamations of what looks like kind of uh, and just this weird kind of organic uh, material mixed in with, with various parts and just things haphazardly put together. And until you get to one that you can actually uh, first jump scare the game pretty early on. One of them uh, takes a little hop at you and you find that you can actually do uh, a sort of a mind meld with these. And it'll give you uh, the first one. Uh, it's very confusing because like, well, this is a machine. Um, how am I able to speak or hear thoughts from this machine um, in, in perfect English? And um, a lot of times it's recounting normally not pleasant events. Um, you'll, over the course of the game, by interacting with these things, uh, get a little bit of backstory on characters. You'll get kind of an idea um, the, the last, I guess, days or weeks of living on this in this facility. Uh, the facility is, is Pathos 2, and uh, essentially it was a, an underwater. You are, in fact, underwater, which loop I would have told you I was in space. <laughs> you, you're underwater, and it's just a, a gigantic kind of research facility where there are a variety of projects going on. Um, Earth is done. Earth is wiped out. There was a, a cataclysm that essentially ended all life. Earth is not, uh, you know, able to be lived on anymore. Um, and the people underwater in Pathos 2 were in the sweet spot. They, they were in the, I think, the only spot on Earth that was untouched. Um, that, by this, that's a, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Billy. Oh, go ahead. And that's that's um, that in and of itself is kind. Of, <laughs> that's hefty to to know. Um, as and you'll get more and more transmissions as you go along from uh, places on land communicating mm -hmm. with you, uh, essentially telling you, "Hey, we're done. I, I know where our time's up. Uh, you guys are it." Um, and there's a project that's being worked on that was always being worked on down there. Um, and we'll talk about it more because it's the main thing you're going towards in the game. Um, and that's going to expedite this project that's going on down there. Um, so essentially to know what we're working with here, it is just uh, kind of living quarters, uh, research facilities. There's going to be offices. There's going to be factory looking parts. Um, so that's what we've got. And I, I, I thought that was in and of itself that you you are to your knowledge one of the last humans obviously alive that's a so i again i looked up pathos oh I, yes I, I, I had heard of it but you know how when you don't use a word or hear it very mm -hmm. often it, it escapes mm -hmm. you it is greek for sadness or that which evokes sadness well, so, that's, that's very, very good. Very fitting. When I heard Pathos, I'm just like, it's, um, Portal 2 came to mind. Because I'm just like, is, I'm like, is this the same thing? I'm like, are they sharing the same universe? Because Portal 2 kind of has this look to it. Um, mm. Where yeah. it's like the sci-fi kind of you're yeah. in the company and you're going to do the, all of these trials to get through. Um but it's it's not that it's it's completely something different. I I will say that I what I did like about summer um, when you actually get out of the chair and mm. you break the window and you know you can interact with different things. You can yeah. read stuff. You can carry things. Um, 
you could touch bodies or you could touch um, these um, intercoms and it will give you some idea yeah. of what was going on yeah. in the building. Yes. And, so, and so you get this mm-hmm. nice fade and then you get this audio. And if yeah. you cut the captions on, you actually could read along yes. about what they say. Please, Hi- please highly please recommend do. the captions. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Please, because I went through a good portion of the game not realizing you could put on captions, and I had to keep mm. pressing these yeah. boxes and these mockingbirds, which are the which is the name for those types of robots that you yes. encounter early mm. on. And I was like, mm. "What? What are you saying?" <laughs> yeah, there, there's a good deal of static. Uh, it sounds like it's coming over an old scrambled TV in a lot of instances. Um, but yeah, this is one of those games. I should say, gameplay wise, because um, there's not really a lot of gameplay. <laughs> To speak of here, it doesn't vary too wildly. Uh, this is one of those games um, like Amnesia, if you're familiar with that before, mm-hmm. um, that you can pick up and manipulate just about any item that you see. Uh, not to say you can do anything with it, but, but for someone, if you're like me and you want to pick up everything, take a peek at everything um, and, and kind of get an idea, maybe. I, I like to do a little kind of fan fiction in my head and kind of think about how these people live. Like you go into the the little break room. Looks just like uh, a break room maybe at your work. Um, but it's got these little cubes. And by taking a few of these different cubes and putting it into this machine, uh, it will then process this this food for, for the crew to eat. So I thought that was yeah. uh, just, just really neat. All the little things you can interact with. And it's one of those um, besides... Uh, when it's monster time on here where you have all the time in the world to kind of pick up as many extra details as you want. I mean, you can breeze through it if you want to, uh, but there are so many little things to pick up and look at or flyers to look at on the wall. Uh, or like it was saying, there are a, a good deal of both, you know, uh, humans and, you know, robots and, and whatnot that you can and machines that you can can get these uh these voice clips from and it it makes for very kind of very enriching experience uh but it's kind of disjointed too um because there's a good point throughout the game um this early going where you still you still kind of all right you know a little bit of what's going on here um you still don't have a clue why you're there or how um, you got there. The first thing you have to do is, is kind of just root through things, and they're starting to ratchet up. Uh, you're going into some some dark rooms, uh, you know, a little bit of steam here and there. You've got the, the gel leak, and you have something that is obviously on the other side of a door. Uh, there is a lot of banging. There's a lot of clanging. Uh, and they're, they're just some general noises that you, you don't really walk towards ever. Just, just some noises you usually run from. And you find that the only room you can go into, really, and, and look around has an Omni-Tool. Um, and the Omni-Tool is kind of a... It's, it's almost like a Swiss Army knife. Uh, it, it's how things are done on this, this ship. Uh, it's going to be your key to various doors. There's going to be several times where you have to upgrade it to get to different security levels. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to use it to to um, these little Omnitool terminals, and it's going to grant you access. Uh, but it plays an even bigger role. Uh, one of the first, or the first uh, one-on-one interactions you're going to have 
is through that Omni tool. But did anybody see the um, the the paintings um, uh, or the drawings rather? Uh, there's several drawings throughout, and one of the first ones you see is um, shortly after the hated fish drawings. Um, this fella has drawn up fish that look like uh, you know the teeth are sharper than usual. They look like they have like little maybe machinery components to them, uh, and that got me all sorts of worried about <laughs> about what we might encounter throughout the game at that point. Yeah. Well, it it was it was weird getting to the encounters in this game because yeah. as for a survival horror, you you would think that there would be some way to defend yourself, and in this mm. game, you really can't defend. You mm. really just you're really in you're in it for the adventure, trying to find what's going on and mm. get in the narrative, mm. you know, while standing out of um, certain monsters way yeah and stuff yeah and so like i i i told uh celeste and billy i was just like i'm not liking this game because i don't have a map <laughs> and that was oh, the yeah. one thing yeah. about survival horrors that you kind of need a map because you need to yeah. know where you're going and then yeah. most walk and then most walking games is kind of linear and yes. everything again i would i would have loved to explore more if i would have been like okay i i've been to this room i've seen what it had to offer mm-hmm. if there was something i could, could collect you know then i collect it and i don't have to worry about it yeah. but i kept going to some of these same rules over and over and yeah. over again trying to figure out what am I supposed to do? Like I, I touched Joey eight times and heard his story. Like I, I, I got so lost because there wasn't no map, and there, so, and it does that thing I hate in games where when you do get maps, you can't take them with you. You yeah. can just glance at them. Um, so unless you are one of those hardcore people, notepad in hand, and you're ready to jot down a map, um, I, I, I'm never able to commit that kind of stuff to memory because there are parts where you need a map. Um, there are some sections where it's really easy. Uh, and I think that uh, lends itself to maybe one. All my complaints are minor, except maybe the monsters. Um, this is a very sameish looking area. The there were no frills put into it. Like you don't have like in some games where maybe this station is, you know, kind of blue. Maybe this station mm-hmm. has like a green uh, look to it. Uh, you know, uh, everything looks very similar, um, especially in some parts. When we get to the part where we're underwater, where we're outside, um, that can <laughs> that can lend itself to some walking around a circle. So Ed, I, I'm with you. Um, and, and I hate it and not many games do it. Usually when you find a map, it's yours to keep. Uh, no, (laughs) you better have a a keen eye. Yeah, I did. I, I will say when I was making progress in the game and, you know, getting the Omni tool and, Mm -hmm. uh, figuring stuff out, I think when I was, when I started interacting with some of the other, um, characters that's in the mm-hmm. game in the form of these robots mm-hmm. i kind of understood i'm like okay 
they are the key. They are the NPCs of this mm. world to learn. Yeah. And you know, when you get to just maybe jumping a little bit further ahead, when you get to the point where there's this one robot, he's connected to these wires, oh. and when you uh switch the thing, oh, oh it's hurting him. He's just like, ah, that hurts. Why oh. are you doing this? I have to ask you to help, and you got to turn it off. Yeah. It's just like, uh oh. Mm-hmm. Something is definitely different. Like I, like he was complaining, and I knew that I had yeah. to do something yeah. to to progress. <laughs> what I didn't know is that I was actually hurting him, and oh, it was yeah. just like, oh, it's one of those. I gotta sacrifice somebody yeah. to to move forward. Uh, it it it's and it's so. I think the voice acting is so good because mm. everything mm. feels. Even though it's coming from a robot and it's a synthetic voice, it yeah. sounds human. Yeah. And everything. And, and you wouldn't think that a robot would feel something to mm-hmm. act like that. You know, robots love electricity because mm-hmm. that's what they run on. <laughs> and they don't normally feel anything. But yeah. they design these robots to feel something. And so when you kind of get like a little bit to figure out what that part is and um this is kind of the first spoiler is that uh you kind of get you, you end up killing him in a mm. sense or you end up stopping him make him you stop his functionality i mm. said not killing him you stop his functionality so you can get past this door and it's just like I I, sh- I cut this thing off so I could move progress and didn't realize that if I shut this off, I'm shutting him off. Yeah, and 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 you're not going to feel good about yourself playing through this game. It gives you, uh, like Ed's talking about, um, very little choice. Um, actually, there's one before that. Oh, and, and I just felt shitty afterwards. There, you come upon uh, this this machine, and it, it's like a very labored um, breathing from it, and it's just a mess, a mess of like gel and cords, and oh, and, yeah, and, and, and it looks absolutely uh, miserable. And that's one of the first instances where, kind of in the game, you get the idea that maybe um, the outward appearance of these things. Um, isn't isn't quite you know what it seems on on the inside and as we'll learn as we keep going um just because they are physically sitting there on the ship um in what in this you know kind of limited physical form uh we'll find out that maybe the mind um is is elsewhere because with this one you have to unplug them uh that there's not enough power um to 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 progress and yeah um, you don't have a choice um, you unplug it, and oh Lord! And the second you unplug it, it just says, "I, I was, I was okay, I was happy," and that was it. I, you know, just you just sit there, put your head into the wall at that point in time. It's, so that's what was you feeling? Cause it was just like, please, it said, please, don't, yeah. don't do that to me. And yeah. then it was just like one of those. Oh. Like unplugging it, you just like, and you can't plug it back in. Like, I, I, I got to that part, I was just like, "What is Celeste thinking?" Like, I, I don't know what is her emotional state right now doing it. Uh, so, what, 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 what was you thinking at that time? Mm-hmm. I was thinking that this is true survival horror because I am a horrible person <laughs> trying to survive, and it's, it's a game about it. 
ethical decisions, mm -hmm. your morality. Oh, yeah. But so you might think, oh, this is just a computer. I'm just unplugging yeah. a computer and transferring the power to another mm -hmm. power source so that I can progress in this game. But the reactions are, are very unsettling mm -hmm. because like Ed was saying, machines usually don't feel anything. And then like mm -hmm. Billy said, there's more than meets the eye with these mm -hmm. machines, which mm -hmm. is the whole point of the game. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, and it's it's uh, the game does a great job of making you feel terrible for doing what you got to do um, to yes. progress along. But um, in all fairness, uh, the first time around, uh, how how were you supposed to know at that point in time? And I think that's where our character, and we'll talk about other encounters as we go along, um, his way of thinking, um, I think, kind of kind of evolves as we go, especially with some things that are revealed to him. As we go along, but shortly after, um, we we all you know hate ourselves for unplugging this first you know this first one. Uh, you get the only rational, kind of sane, maybe friendly voice um, in the form of Catherine, um, and she's calling from over at the Lambda station, and you know she is 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 telling you you know you need to get over here, um, and obviously she has got some plan. In mind, and at this point in time, this early, it's like usually the first person you hear from in, in most games, uh, it's going to turn on you. So instantly, were you guys, uh, it's like, oh, it's, it's good to hear another voice, um, another, you, another, or were you like, okay, this is the, this might be the, the big bad here. I was thinking maybe she was the perpetrator of my entire condition. Hmm. She was the main objective directions that games give you, mm -hmm. yeah. you know. So I didn't see her as anything besides that, you know. Mm -hmm. She's just like, well, in order for us to get there, here's the things that you got to do to get there. Yeah. And it, was, it, it never resonated on me that, you know, it would turn out to be something different with her. Yeah. It was just like, yeah. okay, in uh, for me to know what this. Uh, what the objectives are to progress to the game and get what I need to get so I can get out of here. I had to follow her commands, and regardless of what the turnout would be, I gotta do it. Mm -hmm. And oh yeah, at the beginning, that's all I seen her as, and then as time went on, you just like, oh, something is very different. Yes, you're giving yeah. me ob objectives, but mm -hmm. there was a lot of stuff in this facility that you know about and didn't mm. reveal you just mm. piece by piece by piece i'm finding out stuff and then she's like oh yeah that that, 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 that explanation and it's just like you could have told me this a long time ago to say, <laughs> son, to there 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 is something either going on uh and i can only imagine uh, based on where he's at probably mentally mm -hmm. um have, and emotionally um, that I, and we'll talk about it uh, at length, all the way up to the end of the game. Um, I don't know how much of it is Simon just with a hopeful optimism and, you know, not really able to, to think really heavily on things. Uh, and how much of it is Catherine with her? That's a character we'll talk about as we go, how much... Communication with her is deceitful or just very clever wording. Um, 
<laughs> and and we'll talk about that, especially um, at the at the very end when we get there. Um, how much of it is kind of is there a, a sinister side to her, or is she just so matter of fact with with what she states that um, you know she can't really be held at fault if you don't fully grasp it. Um, but first, we encounter uh, if you're playing on on regular mode, uh, the game's going to slow down for you a minute. Uh, we have our first um, enemy encounter, and uh, the way these go, they're they're scattered throughout. Thankfully, there's not a lot of them, um, and I will go ahead and say they ruin the pace of the game. Uh, they bring it to an absolute crawl. Um, if you're a fan of that kind of aspect, because uh, you can't fight them, uh, there's nothing uh, that gives you any offensive capabilities uh it, it is run and hide um some are more sound sensitive um so a lot of times in their areas there'll be wrenches and, and things littered on the ground so you kind of have to keep an eye on where you're going because uh, any little sound and here they come and you can take um there is a way to kind of recharge your energy throughout the game if you've taken damage uh you can take a uh i don't know if it varies per enemy uh, you can take two or three hits most of the time. And the first hit will put you generally right back in the area you're, you were in. And the enemy will be a little bit further away. Kind of gives you a chance to pick up from where you were and try to get further. Um, enough times, though, and you get a horrific um, death scene that is just cut with these flashing images of like a mangled faces and that structured gel all over the place. And um, if oh, you wow. guys didn't see it throughout the game, it's just really quick. Uh, if you didn't see it throughout the game, definitely something to pull up, um, you know, either on images or on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of jarring first time you get it. Um, but it, it does do it. It serves its purpose, makes you not want to die. Um, not that you should want to anyway, <laughs> play through, playing through a video game. Well, it, um, it, it, it was mm -hmm. it was weird because it's just like, why are there any, even enemies in this game? Yeah, I yeah. thought this facility was abandoned. Yeah. So what is what made these kind yeah. of monstrosities? And and there's even parts where you get a set of rules that you you see these things attached to a chair or the ground. They're like, help me. They're like they're I'm just like okay are you still alive are you an enemy like what allowed this mutation was it yeah. something in the sea that got inside to allow this to happen yeah unfortunately they I think 90% they do a pretty good job um, of uh, they're going to explain that they go along um, explanation might be a little might be a little too neat and tidy for my for my liking um but no uh the others it's it's all stealth it's all sneak down some enemies will have like a light um if you recall the uh i think it's the enemy from bioshock infinite mm -hmm. it's the just big your daddies. way of yeah that's your way of knowing kind of the range that they can see within um and sneak by, and there's one encounter in particular that is still to this day. I, I you know, when I loaded some up again, I was hoping to get maybe like a little patch to download. I was hoping a patch was around at this point because there's one enemy encounter that is broken, and you just have to kind of cheese your way through it. 
Um, but no, I, I, I do recommend if you're in it for the story, just just cut it off. I, I, that was an, that was a great addition um, because also with these encounters, uh, if there's an enemy encounter in a room, that's likely a room you're not going to explore. Um, and you get some that are chasing you down hallways with a variety of rooms. And that's more time spent kind of, uh, you know, ex- hiding, running and hiding than seeing what's in the rooms. And some of the rooms do have things. They have, uh, uh, whether it's, uh, you can interact with a lot of computer terminals, pull up emails. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get, the obviously, the, the voice clips, things like that. Uh, and those are so easy to miss uh, because the enemy is not going to wait on you. Uh, when you get to one of these terminals, you could very well turn around and it's right there. Um, so yeah, I high recommend. Um, and, and usually I wouldn't. Usually I say play it, you know, play it the way they intended. But I think uh, the developer obviously knew that these encounters might be a little divisive. Uh, so that's a great thing to do. So that first enemy encounter is done. Uh, you put a kind of a sliding door down. And there's no way for him to get up there. Thankfully, once you've kind of locked a door, uh, they don't progress through there. They can open some doors that you merely close. But some doors with a locking mechanism, you're generally safe. And that is when we meet uh, the fellow you were talking about, old, uh, old Carl Simpkin, um, in machine form. Although uh, he obviously is not aware. He believes he is a... A uh, human that is, is injured and can't, you know, can't move, can't get up. Uh, when in reality, he's a, a machine that's kind of wired to the to the wall. It looks like he may have fallen off uh, where he was hooked up. Uh, mm-hmm. But but it looks like he's on a, a, a conveyor belt. Gives off the impression that he was just kind of a worker, kind of a worker bot. Um, and he is very adamant uh, about you getting help for him and people and there is a power uh the grid nearby uh and if you flip that uh you you electric chair the guy pretty much um he, he has a very but but you can you can make it right cut it off um he's not going to send you a christmas card after that he's, he's not your friend um but he's like all right just get me help um but the interesting thing and another shit getting real moment is you go down a hallway and you see a body um with an id for carl simpkin and that i thought for me um and there's several throughout the game i thought that was one of the big turning points because now um you're putting a face and an actual uh once living person to who this robot um claims they are so I, I don't mm-hmm. know about you guys, but but especially once it was over, I I look back and it's like, well, that is a more uh, kind of impactful moment than I than I kind of took it at face value early on. That's that was sort of in a game full of reveals, that's sort of the big uh, first reveal. Yes, because I was wondering, okay, what happened to him? Mm-hmm. Who put his consciousness in this mm-hmm. robot? Mm-hmm. What what is going on? Why mm. I felt so sorry for him mm. because he was totally oblivious and he gets very agitated. Yes, whenever Simon tries to instill the truth in him. Yes, you're a robot. You're on a conveyor belt. <laughs> it get, that no. gets him a little gets him a little fired up. No, I'm not. I, 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 yeah. Like <laughs> like he was a little bit hot headed, um, yeah. but 
it was it was kind of it was leading you all to see what what was happening. Be like, okay, his body's here, but I'm hearing him from mm-hmm. over there. What do you start thinking? Okay, what went on in this facility? And it, it's it's surprising to see what that meteor would have done to Earth, because mm-hmm. you would think that a lot of people would die but it seems to it seems to feel like these people died these people they had their conscious transferred to something else and so they had their conscious with one thing but yet still had their brain brain waves and talking and being like humans in Mm. another part because when you touch them you're getting their memories um talking to you like what they were doing with these other people and you find and hear about these other characters and stuff and it's just like okay a something did get rid of your human form Mm -hmm. but your conscious form over here it's just like what does it all know or anything Mm -hmm. and did your conscious self see your old human body die in mm. a sense mm. yeah um it, it's interesting already in the game um there are a lot of questions that come up just just off seeing this it's like all right how is this happening um is that the his actual mind from the human uh, the the uh, and it's going to get real complex trying to <laughs> is this the original mind our consciousness that is now in this robot is this robot just completely uh crazy and acting like it's is, does it think maybe that it's just a human being is it just ai uh what is afoot here exactly and um they hit you with this reveal and they, they keep them coming um, and <laughs> soon after this, you get uh, knowledge about, like I was saying, and I was talking about earlier, the impact event. Uh, when the comet, I believe, is at Talos, mm-hmm. um, lands mm-hmm. in the Pacific Ocean. Uh, and once again, like I was saying early on, all life uh, other than this facility. Uh, how lucky or unlucky is that? Um, that's up for debate. <laughs> um, is, is spared. And it's not long after this where they hit you with kind of a same decision, uh, but they kind of flip it around. Uh, with Carl, um, you can go the you can go the quick and dirty route, mm, cut the you know flip the power, electrocute him. There's also like a shutdown panel uh, mm-hmm. that you can go around. It takes another minute or two to get to it, um, but shutting that down will just it's kind of you know just a lights out in an instant it, it's he's gonna you have to kill him uh, it's just a matter of if you want to flip switch get it over with or if you want to go kind of a more peaceful route um if you are kind of thinking that more to these machines mm-hmm. um and 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 i i think that with the character um yeah, that kind of a character building thing i think the first time you play through you're going to do probably what anybody would do you're still not quite sure what's going on here um you, you know all the knowledge of machines we do have he's like I, i'm you know no matter what this thing's saying uh i mean this has got to be a program you know i'm just going to flip this um but i find a lot of times like when i played through again i went for the more <laughs> after you after you've kind of played through the game and know the deal 
I went for the the sort of more humane route. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you come across where you're dealing with a machine on the outside. You come up to another crew member shortly after, Amy, um, who is the first uh, living, if you want to call that living, human on the ship that seems to be kept alive by a very complex uh, system. It looks like she's almost melded uh, with yes. the machinery as far as kind of tubes running out of her, kind of you have your parts, uh, that gel uh, from before. And with her, you have the option. Uh, there's two different power cords. Um, unplugging one will give you enough power, but they'll say that it's making the ship kind of unstable. Um, unplugging the second, she can live off one. Um, unplugging the second will essentially uh, kill her, and it, it's it's like pulling the plug, basically, uh, literally. And but it will supposedly fully power the ship. Um, oh, so I, I, I didn't even give her time to, you know, yeah. <laughs> to say her last words. I pulled those mugs and just yeah. like and put them to the ship. Yeah. I felt so bad for her because she's conscious and she yeah. is begging you not to hurt her and she's begging yeah. you to get help. But I, of course, could not see any kind of respite in, no, in no. sight for her. And, and one thing is she is uh, something about your appearance at this point um, is very unsettling to her also. Uh, mm-hmm. she, she is against your uh, going to do her harm when you come in. And um, we'll get a little flash on that, um, where you'll which uh, originally in the game, you wake up in the chair, you kind of get a you kind of get an elbow down view of you know what are otherwise the the hands, uh, you know, the form he had when he was uh, back in the doctor's office. Uh, but you'll get a brief flash kind of from that same view, kind of of the the arms and hands. Um, only it looks like he is in some kind of very bizarre suit, like a kind of a futuristic that diver type suit, um, yes. or, or something. Uh, it, it's very kind of a half suit, kind of half mechanical looking. Um, and, and I think the initial thought is, okay, that's all well and good. Uh, I've woke up in this suit, you know, uh, it just took a minute for my senses to acclimate. Uh, and now I'm seeing, okay, I'm in a suit. So what? Um, and another telling part after the thing with Amy. Um, and no matter what you do, oh, here's the kicker. No matter how much power you do, you, you reroute, whether you kill her or not, that ship's going down. You're, you're, cra- you're crashing anyway. Um, so it's, it's a lot of all for naught. Um, and you realize uh, that you, you exit the ship, you're underwater. Um, not as in in a building underwater, you're out. You are out free roaming in the sea. And initially, I don't know if this struck you guys instantly. It's like, how am I able to do this? Um, how am I, as a uh, as what appeared to be just a, a human, uh, how am I able to take this stroll to uh, the Lambda Station underwater without, without any harm? Yeah, that was how I was. That's what I was wondering, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. 
it, it's one of those transition things mm-hmm. to get further in the story, the progressive, the progressive thing. Uh, I will say before we got before we get into the thing, did mm-hmm. anyone hide into the uh, when you went upstairs after t- talking to Carlos? Uh, did anyone hide in the locker? <laughs> <laughs> there's um, there's actually a um, there's another monster encounter there. Um, so that so I spent a good bit of time in that locker. And I mean a good bit of time. The locker. I, help me help me refresh my memory. You're not telling me what drawings are? Uh no. Um it's right on uh so after you touch Carlos, the body, mm-hmm. it's uh you could go left or you could go right and then go mm-hmm. up some stairs. Yeah. When you go up the stairs and you go to another right, there's a door you can't get through yet. Mm-hmm. But there's a locker next to yes. it. So if you open up the locker, you can mm-hmm. walk in, turn around, and they'll have a hand icon yeah. showing that you could close it. So you're looking out the locker. Yeah. Like you're hiding oh. and you're looking at yeah. the locker. And, and if you're playing in the yeah, if you're playing in the regular mode, you're gonna you're gonna spend more acquainted with that locker. Um, it, it's another one of those times where, uh, if, 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 and I, and I hate to keep complaining about it, uh, cause I do love this game, <laughs> but, uh, just imagine how freely you're able to kind of think about things with Carl, um, kind of explore that little area, uh, but then throw a monster in there that you have to be really quiet and sneak and, and run around. Uh, it, it does kind of take away a little bit of the enjoyment, but yeah, that locker is key. If you uh, if you have that mode on, um, I understand the game with the gameplay that you grab and stuff. You really need to like throw things so you could distract the monster, yes. so he can go to yes. that sound. So while yeah. he's distracted, you make your way up there, and, and definitely. So when I climbed up the ladder and I got to the room, and mm-hmm. I think I was talking to Catherine and stuff, and everything was happening. We're about to get into the water part. I kind of just like okay. This is the transition getting into the next part. Then just mm-hmm. waking up and it was just like, all right, there's no air meter. There's no Sonic the Hedgehog music playing yeah. when you're oh. underwater. It was just <laughs> like, well, something is not right. I'm like, hey, I don't have any e- water equipment. Mm-hmm. So what am I doing underwater? And yeah. then that's where things get a little goofy yeah. at this time yeah. because you're walking through the water, like you like um you're exploring and walking through it. Oh, sorry about that, my, you're my all mixer. Right. Um mm-hmm. You're you you go through the uh water and stuff, you see a little uh robot who's just like mm, the blood. Can you share some blood with? and yeah. it's just like what in the silent hill is going on with this game? Like it yeah. all changes at that part. Yeah, it, it does. You you realize that uh these uh robots for the most part are something you are going to be on the run from. Uh, they're not, uh, if they're up and moving, they are, they're most likely going to be a threat. And yeah, this is a point in the game where there are a lot of questions, a lot of questions. Uh, but thankfully, uh, we meet Catherine. We, we kind of meet Catherine, um, and she's got some answers for us. And and I was happy to at least get a little, uh, some answers, 
um, at this point in time in the game. And I think the game does a good job of when they present mm. crazy. Not long afterwards, you'll get at least, uh, whether it's from touching different, uh, you know, bodies or machines, or you'll kind of get more in-depth um, explanation. But you meet Catherine, who, um, to your disappointment, is not a flesh-and-blood human being. They instead are a program uh, or, or a consciousness if you will, transferred over, kind of limited to a machine. Um, but they're aware. Uh, they have a, kind of a higher intelligence and knowledge of what's going on, whereas the other machines uh, think they are in a human form, um, but unable to, to move for whatever reason. She knows. She, she is fully aware of what is going on, and she's going to be with us the rest of the game. You upload her to the Omni tool, so essentially you're you're carrying around the the kind of narrator as as we go along, uh, and in turn mm-hmm. with you helping her, she'll help you progress forward, interact, uh, open doors and whatnot when you plug her into these uh, kind of Omni tool stations. But she reveals uh, a couple of things significant. One. Cat's out of the bag. You're a machine. Um, you are the the uh, con- you are a consciousness of the original Simon from the scan uh, that, for reasons she's unaware of, just happened to be uploaded um, into this this body, and she doesn't know why you um, were selected. We will find out as we go along. Um, kind of where that scan was accessed. We'll go. We'll go to a part in the game mm. where kind of the scans are accessed. Um, and she's very straightforward about it. it it's not a gentle, um, you know, easing in. And she almost seems, I think, a little sympathetic early on. But I think she loses her patience with Simon <laughs> pretty quickly. Speaks to him pretty matter of factly. Um, and she also reveals that not only um, is, is Simon's consciousness uploaded um, and, and stored, and, but everyone is. Everyone on board uh, the ship, for the most part, also uh, got this, this in-depth brain scan uh, like he received. Um, and her ultimate goal is to... She's going to take these files. She's going to upload them to a, you know, to a football-sized hard drive, and she's going to shoot that thing up into space where everyone can live ever after in a kind of a simulate. It's called the Ark. Uh, you know, obvious references, obvious biblical references there. Um, she's going to shoot this thing off into space where it can perpetually go on for thousands and thousands of years off solar power and it's going to be everyone there uploaded into what is going to appear to them like a kind of a, a paradise you can see uh, uh i think around this point or shortly after early concept um drawings and art of what the inside of the ark looks like and it is it's very very lush uh, a lot of water a lot of greenery uh and essentially everyone in pathos too uh, is going to travel there and live on uh, for, I guess, thousands of years <laughs> happily. Um, what did you guys think about the concept of that? Uh, it sounds, uh, to an extent, early on, you're like, okay. It's like, oh, that's good. You know, uh, uh, 
kind of there's an after afterlife of sorts uh living here you know thousands of years happily no worries anything like that and then when did you think it's like well uh you know there's no there's nothing like you're not going to repopulate this world um ah i I don't know what the resources are there i I don't know what the lifestyle is going to be there it's nice to think about like spending a week in a tropical paradise but um when you think about uh essentially an eternity or what it's going to feel like um an eternity there i was always sort of put off um by the idea of this arc but uh it, it it stated um, and you'll see interviews. It's stated that this is like the last hope. Uh, and, and it's, I think one of the quotes is, you know, with humanity in it, why not save a small piece? But, but are you? Um, and, and they say that, you know, this way we can go on living. Uh, but once again, are, are you? And I, I think that was a, uh, that arc didn't quite come off as, as a. So that's, I'm going to let you go first because I'm going to answer after you about mm-hmm. that. So Catherine Chung reminds me a lot of the protagonist in Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, Victor Frankenstein. A mm-hmm. lot of people think the creature's name is Frankenstein, but that's Frankenstein's monster. And a lot of themes in that novel resonate in Soma with Catherine to me because she has dangerous ambition. She wants to play God and she cannot fully see the scope of the consequences of her actions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I thought the arc was an interesting idea. I think yeah. it's it's a, it's an optimistic look. It's I think it's one of those the road to hell is paved with good intentions mm-hmm. situations. Mm-hmm. And I, I did enjoy reading on different computers and in different files the different crew mm. members' reactions. Are you in favor yeah. of the arc? Are what are your thoughts on the arc? Yeah. I can hear Robin, Robin Bass, Ian Peterson, mm-hmm. Mark Serang. And we also get to take little quizzes ourselves where, how do you feel now that you're in the arc? And all these little multiple choice scenarios. Mm -hmm. And like you're saying, Billy, what, what can we really do on there? Are we, are we we going to go as our perfect selves? Are we going to have our same earthly limitations? If you had Mm -hmm. some kind of handicap or illness, Mm -hmm. will that follow you there? Uh, What are the... Oh, gosh. It, it made me wonder if this mm. were a scenario or an option in real life, would I mm. jump on that or mm. would I hesitate? Mm. I wouldn't jump on it because mm. regardless of how we look at death in, mm. in just in general, everybody's going to die. You're, you know, if you're born, you're going to die. Mm. And I kind of feel like the arc is kind of a backup system for mm-hmm. memories and for the people, but it's just like, but what happens if there's a corrupt file? What happens if mm-hmm. the uh, something mm-hmm. happens in there? You don't have yeah. nobody to fix it or yeah. anything. Like there's and, and nothing. Even she says that it's 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 going to eventually, uh, you know, give out after thousands of, uh, after a few thousand years. Um, so it's not a permanent fix. Yeah, it's just like Catherine tried to make everybody's conscious a soul Mm -hmm. and you can't do you're not like you said so that you're not you're playing with god you're playing or you're playing as a god you're playing as a creator thinking that you could prolong uh the living world in this um Mm -hmm. fantasy world if you want to and it's just it 
what is the fear of death in this mm. game? Why mm. are you not letting go? If you think mm. your memories is going to carry on, what mm-hmm. if, your, if you think your memories are going to carry on, there's no one that's going to be there to yeah. who is human or alive going to remember it because yeah. once the ark gets shot to space, Earth is still there. Yeah. Those bodies who are still connected to the ground are still there. Mm-hmm. What about the robots that you didn't interact that or yeah. that you didn't see? They're still mm-hmm. got their voices and saying what they're saying. It, mm-hmm. So it, it felt like you sitting everything to the ark and not shutting down the facility. Yeah. It I I just couldn't do it. I would just be like, mm-hmm. you know what? If the meteor came and it destroyed the world, um, if I'm. A, I would take. If I was a scientist, I would try to do my best to get the world repopulated. Mm. If we are still alive, if yeah. we're, if, if we have done that, um, or, you know, wh- what about you know? So this is gonna be a little bit explicit, people. So please, <laughs> if if you're listening to this, um. Mm. The way that we have sperm and the way that we have cells, is there mm-hmm. a way that we could build a robot who could put a, a, a male sperm with a female egg and mm-hmm. create another human or clone another human? Like, you guys got this technology to do all of this stuff. Isn't there a better way to repopulate humanity in this mm-hmm. world? Or anything? Well, the, the air is toxic on the yeah. on the surface, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, so, and you get um, at the the at the end, um, you get a look. You actually get a glimpse of the Earth, um, I, and it looks it it basically looks like a, a gigantic fireball. At, it's at done that. for. No, I don't think. I, I think they make it enough to where um, the, when you see it, it's like oh, nothing's going here <laughs> ever, ever well, again. Well, because it, it felt like, okay, because it, everything starts in 2015 mm-hmm. till 2000 and I think it's like 2001. Tw- it's like 2120 or something like yeah. that. Or something like yeah. that. It's just like, okay, so ever since that accident happened to the meteor happening, I'm like, how long was this talk? To- like, was the toxic just going to be on the world forever? Well, I know that one of the crew members, she does go to the surface mm-hmm. and she she knows what she's doing. She embraces her fate, but she mm. wants to feel human one more time. Mm. You don't see her. You just read about her. And yeah. she does. She can't breathe. She starts bleeding, yeah. starts hemorrhaging. And it's, it's really tragic. Mm. So uh, it also, they would need the resources. They would need enough sustenance. They're running out of food underwater. Yeah. They're running out of supplies. What if someone gets hurt? What if they don't have the medicine? Mm-hmm. It's I don't I don't know if the Earth's surface conditions are yeah. still suitable. Unfortunately, yeah. it sounds well, like that. I don't know yeah. because and, what, and I, mm-hmm. well because that was the one the thing was just like if you were able to um, put people's memories into these robots and stuff wouldn't you be able to send a robot into the earth and Mm. go around and see if you could find supplies or not find supplies see if things in the world could be fixed and this toxicity or something or is it just like that's it like that was her goal 
That was her one goal. I don't think she even thought what you're thinking. Yeah. Um, But there are are also a couple other things at play that I I think made it difficult. One, um, kind of insanity sort of took over a lot of that (laughs) shit. And a lot of it is thanks to uh, the source of the jail that we've seen for basically the entire game up to this point. Uh, We also get a little more uh, introduction and information about the wow. Uh, W-A-U, <laughs> not W-O-W with an exclamation point or three mm. after it. Um, it originally functioned kind of as a station AI. Um, mm. And I, I think one of the things to remember about it is that it's not kind of, uh, it's not something with its own quality. Um, it's not something that operates off good or evil. Uh, it's not really a thinking thing it's it's a machine that was made a machine and an ai that was made to do a job and it's doing um it, it it's doing the best it can with what it's got and it, it ain't got much um originally it was just used to kind of keep the facility repaired um and, and a lot of that was through the structure gel which is a a kind of like a sci-fi trope miracle kind of cure-all material um, mm-hmm. that that would fuse things together, uh, that would bring things back online. Uh, it seemed like, hey, a machine's not working. Drop a little structure gel on it. We're going to be good. little Band-Aid um, there. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Um, but by some, um, I don't know if it was overworked uh, or if, if part of the cataclysm caused it, the, the WoW has kind of overworked itself and kind of malfunctioned and that has resulted in what you see throughout the game uh just these these gel leaks everywhere and those when they come in contact we learned with the sea life uh is what is making these these because everything's dead and the wow's job along with keeping the facility up and running is to preserve life and Mm -hmm. the way it begins to preserve life is like with the uh the woman we saw earlier that we had the option to unplug uh wow does not have any notion of a quality of life uh if it sees something dying or someone dying it's going to keep them alive and if that means through you know gelling them up attaching machinery to them making them you know kind of a half human half machine hybrid uh, it's not going to look at the moral aspects of it. It's not going to look at the humane aspects of it. You know, I did my job. On to the next one. So a lot of the things we see, some of the like horrific, just the conditions people are in, um, aren't there. They're not there by sinister means. I think it's something mm-hmm. um, definitely to to in mind. It's just something that is doing what it was told to do under uh, a slight malfunction and under extraordinary circumstances. And apparently one of the, um, you know, unfortunate things about the jail leak, which has made it out into the ocean, uh, and it is causing like these mutated fish, uh, big and small. We'll see a big one later on. uh, And small, it's essentially corrupting whatever kind of outside life uh, it's encountering. Kind of, I, I think Catherine refers to it as a, a cancer um, at some point. Um, and I, I don't know if that's, 
quite apt or not, considering uh, it's tough. It's another one of those things where uh, it could be talked about whether um, it's it's a good kind of system or not, uh, and you will have decisions to make as far as that. Uh, but it, it, there's no no secret this gel leak is uh, is dangerous. And we learned shortly after the wow about uh, Terry Akers. Oh my God, who, Terry! Um, <laughs> the, the 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 first real certified, like probably not great person that you read about, and you get a lot of logs, uh, emails. His facility um, is being abandoned, becoming kind of you know un, unable to stay there. No resources. Uh, he's leaving. Uh, he's not leaving as his crew leaves is being picked up because he's in charge there. And if he has to go somewhere else, he's not going to be in charge. It's as simple as that. Uh, that's kind of the type of person we're dealing with. Uh, and you come to find out that he has purposefully like, uh, in, in either injected himself or consumed, uh, this. He is one of the monsters you encounter um, throughout the game. I guess taking the, the structure gel, that, that kind of a direct route, but we're given a lot of info at one time. But your early impressions, uh, when you found out kind of about the WoW, about this AI, did you, were you leaning more towards, uh, when you think about broke down, you think about like 2001, uh, you think about like corrupt AIs that are that are kind of evil intentioned, uh, and I think Catherine tries to kind of spin it that way to you also. Um, what do you well, think? So let's break it down when she... What, well, it may not have been useless when someone... I think it was one of my uh, associates who said Y2K. Mm. That and wasn't I, me. <laughs> okay. So it was one of my associates at work, and she said Y2K, and I'm just like, Oh my goodness, this is summer right now that I'm now thinking about it. Like, mm. just like, I, like something happened uh, in, you know, this contract catastrophe. And then, you know, when you hear about Terry and stuff, like mm. losing power, like, mm. like losing the position, yeah. it kind of, it sounded like position. You know, you f he he felt big and bold because yeah. he had he held his certain position. If he goes mm -hmm. somewhere else, he loses that that position. Mm -hmm. Well, it kind of tells me that you know what kind of leader were you? Like, mm -hmm. were you just a person only giving commands and not doing any work, or were you like a person who was able to lead everybody and? Knowing that they all were going to a different place, you as if you were the leader who had to make a big sacrifice, would you be able, be able to make it? Well, it seems like no, you're just a punk, straight mm -hmm. up. You know. Mm -hmm. Oh uh, yeah, he, he he did not strike me as a a good person even before, um, kind of all this occurred. But at the same time, um, I, I guess a lot of it is just the the proximity and the contact with this jail. Also, like, what is it maybe doing? Um, to these people, mental impression from him that he may may not have been the nicest guy anyway. No, and he, I I was wondering this. I think that he was starting to go insane a little before yes. the wow yeah. because yeah. you see a very grotesque 
result in mm. his bunker, so to speak. Mm. He has mm. removed his own eyeballs. Yes. You see his eyeballs at the bottom on the floor and you see some very disturbing words yeah. and beliefs sprawled mm. out on the walls mm -hmm. with either blood or wow. Yeah. And I kept thinking, you know, you're, you're kind of selfish. Your crewmates are asking you to come to Theta mm. where it's safer, but you're going to stay here in Delta with your thousands of chess games online. And <laughs> they're going to have to worry about you because mm. they all have, morals and they're good mm. people so you're going to be far away from them they can't yeah. hurt you if you come into some kind of trouble or you get mm. hurt so i i didn't like him from the very beginning and yeah. you really do not like him when you meet him yes yes and um and that, that meeting that encounter uh, it's building. It, it's it's coming to it, and um, I, I felt like at this point, um, I, this is one of the first type of. This is about the first time in the game where I thought maybe I was going to encounter like an enemy, like maybe in a like a more traditional sense, like an enemy. Maybe you were going to maybe battle against or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I thought maybe some combat, uh, but you do pick up a gun. Um, and you get to make, um, depending on your stance and depending on how easily attached you are to adorable things, um, either a, a very hard or very difficult decision. Uh, it, it should be said back when you have the original crash during the first underwater section, uh, there's a little machine, there's a little helper buried under some rocks. Um, you help this fella out and... You know, in turn, he, he kind of he floats away. He's like, okay, uh, he'll he's coming back for you though. Uh, he's there in your time of need. Uh, opens a couple doors up for you. Uh, pretty adorable. This is just a straight up AI um, robot. There's no human mm -hmm. aspect to him. He is very much what we um, probably thought the the first machines we encountered were. Uh, you know, no feelings, no real thoughts, just there to work. Um, but you need uh, a, something to update your Omni-Tool, to, to call a lift. Uh, this is a massive, sprawling complex. There's a series of uh, lifts and other methods of transportation uh, to get around. And you're in a spot where Catherine says, you know, you got to get out there. You can get it from any of the robots, and your choices are like one of these kind of just adorable, um, yet nobody's in there helper drones, or there is one that is floating around out there. He's another one that thinks he's, you know, he's, he's either he's had a consciousness put into him, uh, he's harmless. Uh, he's he's not going to attack you, anything like that. He's not unpleasant. Um, one of them's got to go down. And unfortunately, if you uh, take down the one with the consciousness in him, oh, he doesn't go down in one shot. He doesn't. And um, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I, I think I, because I, I think the, um, the one that's like, I think he was like, he sounded slow and mm. stuff, but he was like a worker and everything. Yeah, I yeah. was just like, Ah, gotcha. And then I shocked him. He, he was about to run away. I went up to him and shocked him again until yeah. he blew up. And, you know, 
uh, Cyber's just like, I just don't feel good about this. Yes. I'm like, I do. I want to get out this water <laughs> section. Yeah, I got the shipping and left. And I think and- that's. I think that's the thing with me was just like I'm not feeling for these robots because mm. I want to progress progress if I'm in a section that makes me feel like yeah. I'm frustrated and upset. I just want to move on. I do yeah. not care about you. You are some computer data. Yeah. I'll change my mind if I play you again. <laughs> <laughs> that's and, I and, got and, on that lift and dipped. Yeah. And that's the thing is um Catherine for um her her desire to uh, preserve life and it's obviously her her life's goal and her goal now uh is is very indifferent kind of to to which one of them you you take down um you know she is very i think this is the first time you old aspect from her uh celeste did you who who'd you gun down who'd you take down I, I know he has a name because I was reading the wiki after I played this game. I mm. can't remember whose consciousness is in that robots, but he seemed to be a little out of it, like he, mm. was, like he was losing his mind. So I saw it as a way to put him out of his misery. Oh, you're, you're trying to make trying to make yourself feel better. I was get a little trying. More, get, a, get a little more sleep trying. at night. Because I would yourself try- in the mirror <laughs> next day. You can, interact with him a little bit and he'll yeah. start babbling about these other crew yeah. members because I think he assumes you're another crew member mm-hmm. and oh I, I felt I did feel kind <laughs> of bad but at the same time I don't know if I'd want to be yeah. existing as a robot under the sea but well, that could be somebody's paradise I don't know and and speaking of uh, we learn further that, that we are indeed a you know a, a robot existing under the sea and we finally learn how uh, in the most gruesome way, um, we are we're semi-robot. <laughs> we're the body of, or at least kind of, I guess, from the neck down, we're we're the body of um, someone that I, I couldn't tell from Catherine the way she was speaking. I don't know if uh, this this woman's body we're inhabiting was a love interest of hers or a very close friend. Um, she didn't want to huh. really go too in depth. Um, about this person. About but imaging? It, yes, but it, but I, I felt like it was kind of established this was someone very close to her. Um, or maybe, you know, and, and maybe just kind of the, the horrors that Simon is inhabiting this body uh, was just, was a bit much even for her. Uh, you are essentially uh, a human body. You've got a, a couple of chips kind of, I guess, wedged into the head there. Uh, once you finally see yourself, um, it, it looks like you have a kind of a full sort of suit on almost um, it's, uh, it's one of her female partners yes. uh Catherine. Yeah. uh and so it's just like it, it was so funny i'm just like she, he got put into a female body and you know he's speaking like because we're seeing this all in the first person before we get into that we're thinking we're a male body and stuff. Mm. Even when we look at the hands and everything, we're just like, oh, okay, I'm male. I'm not thinking about, you know, me mm. being another design gender. Mm. Uh, and design gender as in the robot is designed mm. to be a female, you know. But, uh, but I think we're at a, I, I think this is definitely um, a game where I, things like gender and all just kind of, kind of go out to Anything and everything. And, and I think that further brings up um, kind of thoughts on just what makes us us, 
you know i simon every day 20 you know back original simon uh you know he felt like himself uh in his his regular body and for a while in this game he felt like himself in this kind of frankenstein's monster mashup so, well, so if, there's a lot it, hmm? it, it felt like an m night Shyamalan twist at that point <laughs> and i was just la- I, I was laughing like wait what is this and well I- as long as it wasn't a lady in the water level <laughs> twist i think we're all right <laughs> it, it was just, oh go ahead Slay. i was just yeah i was like oh i'm a chick <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. i'm a lady <laughs> um and and this is a hefty part. We we learned something else. And big old uh, warning I want to put out there. We're going to have some hefty suicide talk. Because um, it, it begins to play a heavy part in the game. Um, so, you know, anybody that that's a, a little sensitive for, uh, maybe, maybe skip over the next little bit of discussion. But we find out that there have been um, mass suicides on the ship. Uh, in great numbers, and it's it's essentially what um, got Catherine's research and scans of she starts scanning all the crew members, and, and they come to find out kind of one by one, uh, they are all killing themselves immediately after. Some some in the chair, some like the little capsule in the chair, um, some back to their room, um, and we learned that it is either from someone that was 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 thinking on a very high level just was was completely out of their mind with their theory there's there's a mark sarong and he's the first one to do it and it's what is known as on the ship as sarong's continuity belief and uh and he rationalizes when you are scanned in for a brief moment in time um if 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 you take your own life in your your actual uh, soul or the, or the actual you uh, will then just transfer along with that. Otherwise, there's going to be two copies of you. This is a way to render there being one copy and keep the continuity uh, of yourself with it, um, which is uh, fantastical. But at the same time, what isn't at this point when the comet's wiped out the Earth and we're doing scans so people can make, a, you know, a, a copies of your, your consciousness? I mean, I, I, it's easy to sit here and say, I, I don't think I'm I don't think I'm going to fall for that. But it, it, put it yourself was, in that spot. It was very court like. Oh, sorry, Skype for us again. It was very court-like, you know, with that, uh, with the one uh, court that they drank that stuff because they mm-hmm. thought that they would go with the yes. aliens. Cannot, oh, Heaven's Gate. Uh, yeah. Heaven's Gate. It was very much that mm-hmm. in a sense, and it, I was just like, you know, that in case of something happens and y'all mm-hmm. dead, you're dead. They can't re-upload or they can't do this thing again. So mm-hmm. why? Why would you even fall for this? And I know one of the characters were just like, he had it ready to go. So he was ready yeah. to die. Oh, yeah. Right there in the chair. Right after the scan was done. And one of them does. He puts some kind of radioactive yeah. device next to his head and mm-hmm. pretty much melts his brain. We don't see it. You just hear yeah. about it. Yeah. Hear about it. Because, oh, I'm, because, I'm glad you don't yeah. see it. Oh, <laughs> because the belief is you have like a matter of moments. 
after the scan. So uh, essentially it was just crew member after crew member getting their scan, um, most going back to their room um, and, and, and killing themselves in their, their physical oh, form. It was, yeah, like Robin. Robin yes, and that's, that's the uh, next. All right, this is the distinction of the next machine with a, a human consciousness you encounter. Mm-hmm. You, you have absolutely no reason uh, to unplug as far as furthering the game. And this is also a turning point in, I think, the way Simon starts to think. Um, because this is the first time he talks to Robin, who thinks she's on the Ark. Um, and and you can talk to her several times. And you kind of get the idea that, yeah, she, she's a little bit lonely. But at the same time, she, I'm pretty okay. Uh, I'm pretty good. Um, it really look, puts it out there. Uh, as far as what you want to do. And this is the first time with Simon. Uh, he, he's going along with it. He, he's kind of, you know, her narrative of where she's at and what she's doing. He's, he's you know, in support. You know, he, he's plugging along. Maybe after realizing that he's kind of in the same spot. And he feels, you know, like, like a person. Um, he's able to sympathize. Uh, th- I think this is the first encounter after learning what you do about yourself, uh, what you, what you are, um, mm-hmm. how you got where you were. Uh, so it's interesting to see, um, his character who beginning of the game is, is pulling cords, flipping switches, um, is now sympathizing and, you know, kind of not ruining the, uh, the, the, where this, where Robin is. Um, I, left her alone. I did too. Um, cause she, um, I, she essentially says, you know, I'm kind of lonely, but I, I'm all right. Um, and I think I unplugged her. Oh, but you well, didn't have to. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <There> was, <laughs> unless, unless you interpreted that as a mercy kill. Yeah, there was. Yeah, I, there was. There's actually one thing I didn't where I just you know I didn't do anything because it felt mm-hmm. like, um, it felt like even if I did something. <laughs> So the part where you got to get the codes, you got to trick the man into giving you the security code. Oh, Brandon! Wow, Brandon! Oh, uh, Brandon! Woo! Wow. So yeah, so doing all of that, I love the fact that there was something where Catherine said, you know, where it really felt something where she just like, okay, I really put this up into your hands if you want to what you want to do with this information. Because even though you use his wife or uh, I believe his wife to get the security goals and trick him and everything and you turn it off, it's just like you're able to do whatever you want to do with yeah. this. I kind of felt in that moment to be like, you know what? I, I'm going to be leaving this mm. place. So it really... I'm like I already got the T, the not the TV. I already got the system off, and so mm-hmm. I don't really need to do anything else more. Yeah. So I left it at that, and I went on about the end of the game. Mm-hmm. You but know? I um, and we're talking about the uh, I think it's, is it Juan Brandon Juan I believe. Juan. Yeah. Um, at that we're in Theta, which is kind of like the this is like a house. It's the only area that I think feels different, uh, and it really has kind of a I, I think it really had kind of a haunted feel to it. Uh, especially when you think about the number of lives that were <laughs> were taken in this area, um, and this is also where the scans are done. 
And, and the crew's bedrooms are there. And too. the crew's bedroom. Uh, you're able to go in there, kind of get a look at how some of them live. It's how some of them died um, also. Um, but you, this is when you are able to access a, a computer that has what are known as legacy scans. Mm-hmm. And you come to find out that the the doctor from the beginning, who did go on to be a doctor, um, not only does he have a legacy scan there, um, but your uh, scan, the technology that he used on you at the beginning of the game was uh, just kind of worked upon, improved, and it's that same technology. That's the heart of what Catherine was using to to scan um, the scan people. And so you see that yours is a, a legacy scan. It was one of the first. And through audio recordings, you get... You get, you get another shitty kick to the gut. Uh, you learn that um, between the doctor and Simon, um, they had a, a therapy that they were really excited about uh, that was hopefully going to help him out. Uh, but it was all for naught. Um, I think, was it like a month or two after uh, you got that initial scan at the beginning of the game? Uh, Simon's basically on his deathbed. And mm-hmm. one, of his, one of his last wishes... Uh, you know, and, and the doctor is very apologetic. It's like, ah, I'm sorry. Um, at no point in time do I think he has any ill will or anything like that. It's like, I'm sorry. I thought um, that would work. And one of Simon's almost a joke to begin with. Um, but it, it ends up being kind of a last wish is like, well, maybe, you know, you've got all of me uploaded on there. You know, maybe you can can work with that. Maybe you can He's he's a volunteer and like someone would give their their physical body to science. Um, he's he's donate he's donating his conscience to it, it, to he science. Kind, he kind of got the best of both worlds in a sense. Mm. The best of and what I mean by that is that yes, he is leaving this world, but he in a, in a story like this or even mm-hmm. in movies, you're you tend to think you want to think maybe some good things. Mm-hmm. So. With him passing away, he gets to be with Ashley in the mm. afterlife. Mm. So those two souls get to be, but yet he's still mm. here playing yeah. a part being the researcher. So yeah. t- he's still he's helping them figure yeah. out what they could do for the future while also being able to mm-hmm. be with Ashley in the afterlife. So he uh, what he, we yeah. Oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we also um find out, um is that they are not the same Simon. Um, that, that he essentially, who the one that woke up in that chair on the, on the underwater um, is basically a copy um, that, that has all the memories of what happened before. Uh, but it's not, oh God, if you, if you really want to get down to it, uh, even ruling out the, the whole soul aspect of it, if you want to go that route, um, it's it, it's a different mind. Um, it's it's just it's a bizarre thing, and mm-hmm. it, it it gets even stranger as we go along and see it played out. You do have the option to delete uh, that Simon legacy scan, uh, which I did, and he re- he reacts very positive positively to that because um, I, I think his way of thinking, as we see with the the the, the Brandon Wan part, which I think is low key one of the most horrific parts of the game. Um, as you can see with that, I think it kind of further cements that maybe you did the right thing. Cause who knows how many Simons otherwise 
um, are going to be jarred awake and put through whatever terrors um, are on this ship. I, I think it, it's a bizarre situation, and not the first time, not the last time in the game where you you can kind of mercy kill yourself. Um, I, I live my Simon state. I just mm, like mm. you know, you stay in the system. I'm going yeah. to continue to hang. Yeah. yeah, I I let him stay because I I didn't fully understand or mm-hmm. capture the breath mm-hmm. of the consequences. Yeah, and what what chills me is how indifferent Catherine is to oh, yeah. manipulating yeah. Brandon Wong with his girlfriend mm-hmm. Alice. And yeah, because if you want to look at it, each single Brandon Wong that wakes up in that chair is waking up just like we did. Um. At the at the beginning of the game, when we were in the underwater part, um, he last thing each one of these consciousness knows is that they got their scan, and you know, scans over, lights went out, lights are back on. Um, they're not aware um, of any. Uh, she has uh, is the equivalent of just stepping on an anthill over and over again. She brings. Uh, the this guy essentially to life. Um, it, it's a birth of consciousness. Uh, it, I think a lot of people would consider that life. Only do either one uh, present scenarios that just kind of instantly drive him crazy. Uh, he can't comprehend the fact that he's waking up in uh, on this beach. I did the beach first. Uh, there's several like scenarios, like backgrounds you can do. And I thought, oh, you wake up on a beach, nice, relaxing. Maybe that's close uh, to the ark. He'll think he's on there. No, he reacts very negatively to anything besides um, what makes sense to him as far as continuity uh, within his own life. You have to get him in the scan room background um with someone he knows that Catherine impersonates the voice of um just kind of plays with him uh does him dirty does does old brandon Wan dirty and as soon as she's done with him just cut it off um and no remorse yeah and we've already kind of established i think simon has that that cutting off is essentially I, I don't know if you want to call it a murder or, or what you want to call it. And you can do that wand section as many times as you want. You can bring mm-hmm. up as, as many of them as you want, uh, as many people as you want to expose to this brief existence of just panic and or deceit and, and then move along. Um, but it's not long after this that kind of get a taste of your own medicine. Uh, so to speak, um, they're they're the next real big thing. Uh, af- but after Simon gives a really uh, kind of moving little observation on how he misses just where he used to live. He he misses that because that's kind of how he um, was able to tell who he was, uh, his, his sense of life and being, uh, he says, depended on where he was. Uh, he says it's not even like the friends and family. It's just he feels out of place um, in a lot of his life. And where he, you know, where he spent his life. And I, and I don't know at this point in time if he's really enjoying um, this this new, <laughs> new life. I mean, he's plugging along. Um, and I think the promise of the arc um is keeping him going but I, I i really don't feel like he's a character that is uh that's 
really keeping it together that well. Well, I think just he it felt it kind of felt like he just wanted her to and get to the end and get out of there, mm. you know. And it just feels like every time he makes takes one step forward, he's got he's always taking two steps back, mm. and now he got to f- fix those two steps to get back to that one, mm. you know. And mm. th- that's more uh, the development, uh, the developer's yeah. decision to make that to prolong the game. <laughs> Which makes the ending all the more heartbreaking. Oh yeah, and um, the ending—it's uh, we'll get to that. But there is—we um, are not going to be playing the same character. We're going to be playing the same character throughout, but not the same character, um, because just like how Brandon Wan was was awoke from a scan, uh, one of the next big things we do is you're going to have to go deep underwater. For the next part. And Simon's current body, the suit, is not going to be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is a big uh, kind of a fetch quest uh, where you're finding different parts that are needed to piece together um, you know, this deep dive suit. Um, so you do that. You form the suit together. You know, get that quick fix, little structure gel. Dump it on there. Good to go. Um, and then the time comes to transfer your consciousness to the new suit and I, that's how it's presented to you um yeah. Catherine says we're going to transfer transfer you over um simon either uh just out of hope or ignorance one or the other uh is good to go the transfer happens and we awaken in the suit our point of view shifts over to the suit, and the way it's filmed is very, and the way it's presented is very deceptive. You see almost just a kind of a floating over. You wake up in the new suit. Um, only you find out, uh, you have all your, your, your men. Uh, it, it seems seamless, just like the first time, uh, except you're able to go over and look at the former body. Mm-hmm you inhabited only to find out that that original Simon consciousness that we played through the entire game um, is still in it. Do you we... are not. Hmm? Oh, I was just uh, go ahead. I'm going to let you finish that thought. Oh, <laughs> we, um, we, we kind of get a, a very stark realization. And I, I think maybe some of the uh, players may have known it a little better than Simon did because it's kind of been demonstrated. And it's, it's the first instance where I think Catherine speaks maybe part deceitfully and then maybe part just so matter-of-factly that it can be misconstrued um, when she says, you know, we're going to transfer your consciousness. Uh, it is being transferred, but it's not a direct transfer. Uh, it's just uh, it's just a copy being, <laughs> being transferred into the new body. So essentially, uh, you're left with the decision. The Simon you have played with since the beginning of the time underwater uh, is sitting there, and you are essentially a brand new Simon at this point. All the hopes and aspirations that Simon had of, of getting on the Ark um, are kind of dashed. He's limited to where he can go on that ship. Uh, he's not going to be able to go deep underwater to get on to the uh, to to access the Ark. And you're left with a, a decision. I didn't think it was a tough decision. Uh, you can uh, essentially kill that version 
of yourself, which I I saw really no way kind of around. And uh, he obviously gets very hostile about this. Um, he thought that it was going to be more of a transplant. Uh, and it's just more of a copy, uh, like a, I guess like a, you know, like a copy paste job mm-hmm. um, that has put this, this new consciousness. And um, there's a really deep bit of discussion after that, where this new Simon is, is thinking to himself, like he, he's thinking on a, a higher sense about like an afterlife. Um, and, and he's having this, this real panic about, uh, you know, is there, is there room for more than one of him in an afterlife? Like, is his place already taken by original Simon? Uh, is he uh, destined for, for kind of nothing? Uh, whether it's just sitting there in that chair like the other one and until someone mercifully pulls the plug on him. Uh, I, I just thought that that was a, a, a horrible uh, kind of thing to deal with. And Catherine's overall response to it is not uh, not supportive in the least. She uh, doesn't care. She has a mission. No, you're you're I, doing yeah. collateral damage. And it was very much, uh, well, you should have known this was going to happen. I explained it to you. <laughs> uh, and, and I think I think a lot of it's like that typical, um, it's why layman's terms <laughs> is a term. <laughs> I, I think it's that, that, that maybe that scientist that knows the ins and outs of everything, uh, just really trying to give just a regular guy just a crash course on it and just assuming he'll understand. I think there's a big disconnect uh, between her and... Maybe humanity in general at this point. I think she may have become so focused on the task at hand that obviously, uh, whether it's the Brandon Wan scenario or the Simon scenario, she, um, for someone so focused on uh, preserving life, she she's kind of stopped caring about how much of it she takes to to get there. And a lot of her coworkers were not fond of her. They did not like no. her personality. No, yeah. Yeah. That she seemed very isolated. She seemed way too worried about her work. Again, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. Billy, about the suicides. Her mm-hmm. superior was furious about them. And that's why he mm-hmm. shut down the scans because he didn't want to lose more people to this, especially since it was an experiment. There was no yeah. guarantee. No. And I don't remember if we know this yet, but when you were talking about the suit, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, do they know? Uh, do, have we gotten to the part where that ex- that it explains why those two suits lack heads? Have oh, we, yeah. have we reached that point yet, or is that we, explained uh, after? Because that's a big deal, and that's where yeah. you your decision and your opinion on the wow might change a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, um, it it's ugly. <laughs> it's ugly. <laughs> uh, but I, I I don't know. I think with the wow. Um, and this is also there there's uh there's a Ross, Dr. Ross, that um will start appearing also, uh kind of around this time that you're seeing kind of the darker side of what the WoW has been up to. Um and he presents like a monster throughout the game, uh like you would encounter in the game, a kind of that form. Um, only he's able to speak to you, he's not hostile. Um, but he is telling you and you find out he's like one of the the guys on the wow and he's wanting you to stop it he's wanting you to to kind of shut it down um and you'll find out kind of more about his argument yes celeste the the heads (laughs) missing from the suits was a uh a a certainly uh, 
somber. It somehow found itself to be a very somber moment in a game full of somber moments already. Yeah, it's so the the people who were in that certain station. It's not all mm. of the crew members. Mm-hmm. Certain ones. Uh, was it Omicron? Is mm. that the one where they have it? They had these black boxes put into their heads. Yeah. Which is why you can actually data mine some of the mm-hmm. bodies. Mm-hmm. And as you're playing, you come across some people who are missing heads or you come across some suits where you mm-hmm. cannot data mine. And there's a reason yeah. for that. Yeah. The wow under was understanding that these people were going to kind of have a mutiny basically mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. it. And it was smart enough to realize that. And so there was one point where it caused the black boxes to mm-hmm. explode and decapitate mm. a ton of people. And yeah. you will find some of these bodies lying mm. about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not pretty. Um, and yeah, I think especially when this is coming around the same time where a guy is trying to tell you to uh, to stop it, to shut it down, I think they had to put something out there. Because um, otherwise, yeah, I, you wouldn't think, like I was talking before, it's just a program doing its job exactly. I, I think that I, I think they needed to up the stakes a little bit they needed to give it um something that you could look at and be like well i, I still don't think um it, it's a lot like Catherine, uh in a way i don't think it was uh done with horrible intent i think it was just done as a a glimpse of the means uh the wow if it's cut off and it's it's programming with to preserve life um it couldn't do its job um so it it, you know kind of did what it had to do and probably brought those people back in various (laughs) horrific forms to to preserve their their own lives um but i i think they really did need something like that with this wow if they were going to um to to move just one ahead you do get an option later on whether to destroy it or not and I think they had to do something like that to kind of kind of raise the stakes and not make it as cut and dry, uh, which which I did enjoy that they they put something out there to kind of make you kind of make you second guess something that seemed um, like it didn't have any bad intent before that. Uh, oh man, just <laughs> it was going to destroy any threat. Yeah, yeah. To its um, purpose. The. I think the next, uh, this was a game definitely we couldn't talk about like in a linear sense because there, there's a lot of explanation, uh, like a, a lot of exploration, yeah. um, things like that. And the gameplay, like I said, is not the most exciting. Uh, hey, it's talk the walk. It's a walking sim. There's a lot of walking. There's not a lot of anything else. Um, but I think, so I, I thought the best way to discuss it was just go from kind of major event to major event. Uh, and if we're doing that, we're in our suit, our our new body with our new consciousness, old Simon we've played as, dead and gone, depending on what you chose, either dead or gone I, or I cursed to just, yeah, um, cursed to sit in that chair, I guess, probably forever. Oh, he's um, just going to have to sit in the chair. Yeah, waiting. You left him? Mm-hmm. Man. I left him. But he, there's that monster robot girl banging on the door. Is <laughs> about to go. Don't got the, nothing uh, to do with me. <laughs> we go down into uh, some other quarters, uh, another crew quarters, and there, if you go into the different different rooms, there are people kept alive in 
Uh, some terrible looking fashions. Oh, uh, you man. can't really, and you really can't do anything for them. Uh, there's a lot of, several of them you can't interact with. There are no plugs to pull. Uh, there's nothing, nothing going there. Uh, the main part of this area uh, is to obtain the Ark. And the Ark is being uh, guarded, uh, kept safe, relatively, by um, the official <laughs> last living person. Uh, which is Sarah Linwell, uh, Sarah Linwall, uh, and you get up there, and she's on a normal sort of life support um, system as she has kept the Ark. Uh, obviously, she's not able to do anything with it, uh, but she uh, and doesn't look like she really has a lot of time remaining. Um, she has, uh, from the fact that she can't be read, either somehow bypassed or had removed... Uh, this this black box, which also explains maybe um, she's still alive, and I and I thought that was incredible. And you have the after a little bit of talking, she will she'll give you the arc. Uh, you have very poignant uh, choice to make at that point whether you um, end her life, which is her wish, or not. Um, and, and was probably the one most merciful <laughs> killing of all. And I don't know if that's because she was in human form. I don't know if that's just the way my brain registered it. That this was another actual, you know, kind of 100% human being mm-hmm. um, that, uh, what is there for them? Really? Uh, what is there for her? Uh, she's too frail, it looks like anyway. And uh, definitely pulling the plug on her, I, I thought was the way to go. Uh, and uh, her last request is kind of to for you to just sit there with her, um, you know, and her, her last little bit. And she kind of talks about her life growing up and how things she loved doing and her crew members and how much she loved working with them and uh, the work they were doing down there. And she, you know, it really believes in what they are doing, you know, urges you to to shoot that arc off uh there there's a lot of a lot of depressing uh little bits she even says oh i guess i'll never see 30 but she says it kind of in a a dark humor sort of way yes yes she does she's young uh, she is um, so what i was wondering this so she mm -hmm. is who hooked her up to that machine i was the impression that she that was kind of like maybe her last uh gasp of strength Perhaps. Because I was worried the wow after I I, I did choose to euthanize her as mm-hmm. her wish. But I was kind of worried the wow was going to take over somehow mm-hmm. and cause mm-hmm. her to live in yeah. a way like her other crew members. Yeah. So and I, uh, I don't know. And I felt we're, we're nearing the end of the game. But I felt that this was um, almost an end. In its its own right, uh, this is kind of the end of humanity in one form, at least as we know it. Um, kind of everything that ever has been, everything that ever was uh, over mankind, uh, kind of comes to an end right there. And um, it, it feels like at that point, kind of you kind of rally behind the arc at that point. I, I think the game does a good job. You're like, all right, this is this is what we got. You know, and she wants you to, to send it off. Um, so you, I, I think it gives you uh, kind of a renewed sense, if you were on the fence, to make it happen. 
and the remainder of the game is getting there. And um, I, I just thought it was so amusing that it's called a space gun. It is literally <laughs> a space gun. You you load the arc up like a bullet, organic <laughs> barrel. Uh, but first, you see something interesting, uh, and you get an interesting uh, dialogue from a, a body. You see uh, Catherine uh, at the the station where it was going to be loaded up, and um, she was was killed accidentally. If you can accidentally crack somebody in the head with a wrench um, by her fellow crew members, um, which which I thought was was something. And apparently she herself was not even really aware of this. And um, I, I, the way she handles that, I, I loved because I, I thought it was maybe the first kind of bit of emotion um, you get out of her through kind of throughout the game. I... I felt bad for her. I, f- mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of misunderstanding among the crew. Mm-hmm. And they, one of them says that it was an accident. Mm-hmm. There are witnesses and they just write it off as an accident. Mm-hmm. He was hesitant about the arc. He was scared. He was, yes. had so many yeah. uncertainties. I don't, I don't know that, that there's so <laughs> much weight on their shoulders. There is. Um, and, and this was apparently like something, a project of hers anyway. Um, that, that's the thing I, I didn't realize till I think the second time around, uh, this was kind of something she was tinkering with kind of pre disaster. Um, so this was something, um, that maybe was still not nailed down, not in full <laughs> development when it kind of had to be sped along, um, cause of the, the end of the world. Um, so I, so I could see, um, both her kind of hopefulness to get this done and also maybe the, the reluctance. Uh, and unfortunately it turned out, um, the way it did, but you sort of do what she was trying to do on that very mm-hmm. spot. You, you load up the arc, um, and then you are given the interaction with the wow, um, which, <laughs> presents itself throughout the game there are and i and i was curious um in the mode you played in were there like these wow growths that you could stick your your hand into or that's used to kind of refill yeah. your your energy uh it's usually after a monster encounter uh if you took any blows the more you do the more times you're caught the screen gets a little more distorted you move a little slower um and that's kind of your way of restoring yourself which makes sense the, the wow essentially would be uh restoring you uh kind of the working condition again. Um, you're able to do that one last time. Um, and in doing so, uh, you would just, and that is what Ross is really heavily telling you to do. And I think there are arguments both ways. You lose a hand in the process, but that's not, not exactly a big deal, I guess. At this point in time, um, what's a hand? Uh, this point there's higher stakes um but no it's it's one of those things um when you think about it uh destroying the wow would certainly end all life on the ship everything being kept alive uh whether they wanted to be or not um that's over they're, they're wiped out um, it would essentially 
though the structure gel leak would stop. Um, it maybe Ross seems to think maybe the world obviously way down the line can bounce back. Um, uh, but there's not, there's not going to be any way if the wow is probably still left running. I think it would be assumed that the gel leak would eventually just take over all, all the sea, all the, the ocean across the world. Um, but I don't know. Uh, essentially, that is one way. If you spared anybody throughout the game, <laughs> that's kind of the default way to wipe everybody out by eliminating that. But maybe Ross paints a picture that maybe the world maybe the world can bounce back. No time soon. I, I imagine we are talking thousands upon thousands of years, um, if then. Uh, but you're kind of left with that decision whether to to shut it down. Or not. I don't know if you guys found that to be kind of cut and dry or if you, you stood there and thought about it for a minute. I, I ended it. I killed mm-hmm. the WoW. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, mm-hmm. yeah. It didn't serve no purpose in the mm-hmm. game for me. So I was just like, mm-hmm. let me get rid of it. Oh, mm-hmm. but then Johan Ross. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. He, he has another plan in mind. You're about to lose not just an arm. Yes. <laughs> He uh, turns into, I, I don't know if he's a, was a sinister character to begin with or not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Celeste, if you want to run him through what all Johan has in store. Or- so you you have this special type of structure gel that, that can kill the WoW, essentially. Yes. I mean, the, the game explains it in way more complicated terms. But mm. then, uh, for some reason, I... I, I Please help refresh my memory. So he says, I have to kill you, Simon. I have to get rid of you Mm -hmm. because, and the possibility it could mutate or something. Yeah. So uh, uh, adapting to Simon's immunity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that it could somehow, okay. So that it could somehow cause the same problems again. So every, every hint, every bit of it needs to be um, destroyed. And this is done in a very <laughs> fantastical fashion. It's kind of hilarious. It's it's very comical oh, yeah. what happens. Um, yeah. Especially throughout the... It's so far removed from the rest of the game <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that you have this encounter. Um, but it's 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 exciting, at least. I, I didn't see it coming. Um, I, I didn't see any of the part with, with Ross. And, and I didn't quite see him trying to uh, trying to put an end to us. In such a bizarre fashion. Yeah, and, and there, this is Ed, Ed's M. Night Shyamalan twist about mm-hmm. to happen. Mm-hmm. So, Johan's approaching you, and he's saying, now don't worry, it'll be really quick. Mm-hmm. And you're just thinking, I've come so far. Yeah. <laughs> to, uh, for you're, this you're, to happen. Yeah, you're right and there. The yeah. Leviathan that you see tore in, this, in the bottom of the sea, Yeah, he eats Johan Ross yeah. <laughs> just gobbles him up. He just bursts through the floor and eats him. And I was, I think I laughed a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so ridiculous. It, I don't know. It felt like a little anticlimactic. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then after, uh, then after your own escape, um, you're there. You are, you're at the, the space gun and kind of you, you put Catherine who is, is in the Omni tool on there. Um, you 
load it. Uh, you go through every aspect of it um, to kind of, it, it gives you a great sense that you're doing this. Um, and, oh God, it gets so tense when uh, Catherine, as the countdown to the launch begins, once again, um, and if you paid any attention earlier, uh, you kind of got an idea what's what's going to happen. She says, you know, load it up. Uh, during the countdown, I am going to transfer us. And um, and I don't know. I go back and forth on whether she was kind of how much she understood that Simon didn't grasp it. And, you know, does she actively maybe not explain it as matter of factly as she needed to? Because just like originally when we jumped from the first Simon underwater to the second, um, first that countdown count going and Catherine loads up <laughs> and Simon's loading time. I, he's on dial up for his. It, it oh is. My crawling. God. It's and, and originally um, it did. What was probably going to happen. I was like, oh, he's not going to make it. I was so worried for him. Um, but then you're, you're worried for him anyway, because it loads up. Um, he is left with a cheer. <laughs> he's super excited as the arc is shot in space, only to, uh, to realize that he's, he's still sitting there. We don't transfer um, to the new Simon this time. We get the point of view of the Simon that we left in the chair. Um, as he sits there, you know, arguing with Catherine, who um, basically, without really, you know, Catherine knew all along that this was, uh, you know, this was a sacrifice, essentially, that she was willing to make with herself. Uh, she knew that uh, as she was there, that consciousness in particular, uh, everything that made her her was going to remain on that ship. Uh, and she had kind of a, a mindset of the if you want to call it the greater good, uh, she wanted to get a Catherine onto the ark, uh, even knowing it wouldn't be her. Um, yeah. Simon, Simon, I don't think was ready to make that, make that jump, make that sacrifice. Uh, so obviously it ends with the two of them, uh, having words and Catherine though, uh, in the Omni tool shorts out, uh, that panel shorts out. Essentially, I would think killing, that version of Catherine and leaving our boy Simon, um, Simon B, I guess, uh, alone in the dark for however long as his uh, life will will go on down there. And uh, that's that's the end. That is the uh, thanks for playing. That's the end of the game. Yeah. But uh, I felt bad for him because she oh, still yeah. is deceptive in her yes. words. Yes. She, even though he, and she fusses with him while they're having their final moments, their final yeah. argument, she's explaining, you saw what happened. It's not mm -hmm. my fault. You were too idiotic. Like she's not mm -hmm. kind. You, I, I want to say you start to see her yeah. true colors. Yeah. Oh yeah. She and, doesn't and, care about anybody who else has to go down yeah. as long as this goal of hers is yeah. met. She doesn't even care that she's not being transferred. Yeah. And, and <sighs> he's even a little smarter to it this time. I, I think he, he does that thing where he even tells her now, um, essentially, but it's going to be us. Uh, it, it's going to be us. Cause he saw, um, so he's a little bit wiser to it, uh, but she still answers it 
truthfully, but it wasn't to hear, maybe, um, if that makes sense. It was, it, it was like that she knew what he what he meant when he said it's going to be us. Um, deep down, she had to. Well, it it was she was telling him that you know these copies, these copies, these copies, meaning that you know she never said our actual bodies. We're going to put ourselves in bodies and be on the ark. She was just like our copies that are already on the system is going to transfer transfer over. And so Simon didn't get the wording right. So that's why he feels like he's been lied to and mm-hmm. stuff. He's thinking that when it's a copy, this body that I'm in right now is going to be on the ship and we're going to leave the world. And the captain says like, no, you don't get it. Only what we uploaded is going to go up in the ship. Mm-hmm. Nothing that's in the body, nothing that's in that that is a that's a physical thing that's moving is going to be yeah. in there. The only physical thing that's moving is the ark itself. Yeah. Us, we're memory, we're data. That is the only thing that's going to be in the ark. But yeah, she's still that's... comforting to him. She's pretty much telling him whatever she thinks will get him to accomplish mm-hmm. her goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she is. Um, and. And it just gets worse. It's one of those, I think, as Simon starts to show um, a lot more humanity as the game goes along um, and kind of care. And I think truly, um, whether it was was ignorance or going off, this is all he has. He, you know, went, went along with it because I think he still thought, even after seeing what he saw, um, that at the end of the day, that was going to be him. That was going to be his precise consciousness on the Ark. Um, would he, if he knew this, if it was explained to him in very precise, down-to-earth detail at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, would he, uh, do you think, would he have gone through with it? I, I, I'm not saying he's a selfish person at all, but I, I don't know if he would see um, kind of the, the value i think he still would have would have went through it because he would because he needed answers he needed Mm. to know why all of this is happening in Mm. the first place and if he would have found like what what would have what should have happened is is that when you got to the part where everybody was getting in a chair transferring their memories and his name was on there, that would have been the final part of the game. Mm. Or that should have been the final part of the game. That you learn all of this and then you found out what actually happened to you. Yeah. You you sacrificed yourself, uh, even though you sacrificed yourself for this research, even though you knew that you was gonna be di- that yeah. you was dying. Yeah. You know that that would have been anything. Again, Captain would have been like, "I had to hide the truth from you to get all mm-hmm. of this going." So yeah. this is the answer that you wanted, and I'm sorry that this is the way that you had to receive the answer. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. Yeah, you know, and you you gave me what I needed. I gave what you needed in return. Yeah. Uh, and we see where you know our our Simon, uh, where his game ends. Uh, stick around though after the credits and you'll see kind of the um, result of your work. Uh, You get a a kind of a look um, at the earth, which is ruined. um, And the arc is 
working as expected. It, it's made it up in the space. Uh, solar panels out. It's going to last however long it does. And we wake up again um, as Simon, human form, um, much like he was right there at the doctor's office at the beginning. Um, and he's in a cave. Big change of venue. Very big change. Uh, walks out of the cave into a, like a, a nice kind of paradise. Uh, you got like a, a babbling creek coming through, mm. uh, a lot of greenery, trees, all that. Um, and you kind of traverse this area for a little bit. You, you don't get to go too far. Very beautiful kind of landscape. Uh, very different from from where you were. And this is a scan of the last Simon we played as. This isn't the original um, from the doctor's office. This is the Simon that was sitting in the chair ready to get blasted off. So he knows the, the journey they've been on. And uh, he's oblivious to the, the fact that his former body didn't make the trip. For all he knows, he sat in the chair. Uh, he woke up on the ark as planned. Um, so... Uh, and he meets Catherine. The last thing you do is you, you kind of see the silhouette of Catherine in the background. Uh, the two of them greet each other and live happily ever after. I, I, guess. I hope not. I hate her. Um, the thing <laughs> is, and I was left wondering, um, one, who else, who else is going to be on the Ark? Um, the, the, the entire ship, did they make it also? Um, and... It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I had that same question. Who else is going to pop up? Is yeah. it just the two of them? But uh, she can't I, replace I Ashley. I I <laughs> ship Ashley and Simon. <laughs> and, and it is tough to see. And with all the uh, deceit Catherine has been up to, who's to say that's not something that's going to come out um, over time? So I, I found it, even though they this is kind of presented in the form um, of a happy ending. It, it's, it's a happy ending built on a lot of death and a lot of lies and deceit. And um, I, I think it really, for them to be there in the, the kind of the sun shining behind them in this, mm -hmm. this, uh, this, this paradise, it's, it's, it's dark. It, it feels like just from the explanation that is only going to be you two on it because everybody else, why, if you made the choice of ending their lives, they mm -hmm. didn't say it's okay. I'm going to be on the arc. It's okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be, everybody was like, ah, oh, no, don't do it. Uh. Mm -hmm. And you know, they were, they were electronically suffering. So that yeah. kind of represents that. Oh, their copies didn't make it on the arc. And mm -hmm. Kath and Catherine didn't upload them to the ark. Yeah, she might yeah, have. There could be copies of it though. <laughs> there, there could, there could, there could. So I'm not sure. Where there's a, there are a lot of unknowns. I don't yeah. know if the copies we saw under the sea were, were those mm. the only copies. Mm. <laughs> Did someone yeah. add more? I think if they had, if they would have had a more time and budget, I think we would have actually saw those characters while walking to Catherine. Mm. Uh, but it kind of felt like. Then no, they didn't have the money, and so they probably made it feel like the ending is ambiguous, ambiguous yeah. Yeah. in the sense. And, but I, um, I still think it was just. I think it's just only Catherine and Simon on that ship. And my like, we got a we got an Adam and Eve scenario going on here. I hope he uh, kills Catherine. 
Oh boy. I I do not like <laughs> well, Catherine. I, I think he probably. Um, I, I think if the truth ever came out, uh, there would at least be hard feelings. But that is, that's this uh, th- this game is something, and it's definitely one of those that. First time I played it, um, I I was I was not feeling well. I was sick two three days straight, and so I got this done in kind of one sitting, and mm. I just remember getting done with it. And I, I, I haven't encountered many endings that uh, leave you feeling so fulfilled, but so empty <laughs> at the same time. Uh, you kind of, depending on what perspective you look at, you either accomplished your goal or you didn't accomplish anything um if you are you know simon from the doctors out of the picture um yes he from the moment he sat in that chair he passed away um you know from his injuries months later uh if you want to go from first simon underwater um no you died uh you didn't make it or you're trapped on that ship for however long uh god simon Simon number two underwater, but he get done the dirtiest of all because he saw, uh, he was right there. He he was right there. And so essentially his journey was for him personally all for nothing as well. And his reaction to not being on there uh, makes me think that he he's not very happy for everybody else that made it. Um, he's He, he does not want to sit uh, on this, uh, you know, abandoned uh, this this just graveyard for you know for the the rest of however long their lives are. Um, I, I guess if you destroy the wow, maybe things would deteriorate. I I don't know. Um, but no, it's it, it's an odd thing where it's great if you're that last Simon, like if you were if you're the last one in line there. Oh, you're living good. Uh, you're living good but the other ones uh your whole journey was was not for any personal gain at all which which i think is unique in a game that you can spend seven or eight hours and not accomplish anything for your character you're just a vessel Mm -hmm. and he's not even himself he's he's in another woman's body he's in herbie's body Mm -hmm. So what what does it mean to be human? That yeah. that question that's that's haunts the big me. Way. Um, Simon had had talked about it. Like uh, for him, I think a lot of it was knowing where he belongs, uh, which was you know back in his home, original Simon, um, and that's kind of what made him feel human was knowing he had a place um, in the world uh, and and how. feeling human do we attribute to the form we're in or the place we're in or things like that i mean if 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 you got your brain swapped out put into a different body would you feel any less human um if you uprooted and moved somewhere uh you haven't you know after being somewhere your whole life uh, how would that factor in Uh, there's a lot of things i think it's it's what what matters? I think that's mm-hmm. the question with Simon and mm-hmm. just this whole game in general. What matters? If yeah. you're if it's it's doing something moral or ethical matters when it's just robots, or is it mattering for you just to find out what happened to you? Mm. And once you find out what happens to you, does 
does that just like okay that's the end all be all yeah. i found out what what happened to me i don't need to do anymore i don't care if i make it to the arc i don't mm-hmm. care if i save or delete another electronic thing i don't even care about the wow or these things coming and destroy me i found mm-hmm. my answer and i'm satisfied with it is that yeah. what matters i think to the player it depends on how everything unfolds. So mm. what matters is, is actually getting to the end, whether you're going to like it or not, but getting to the end, getting the whole story and seeing that what is, was it satisfying to you? Did it matter that you went through this whole journey? Cause if it did, then everything that you did in the game, you, ch- you accept it. And it was so satisfactory that you were you you smiled, you were happy to experience mm. it, you left it. If it didn't matter, then you know you will ha- you will be able to talk about the things on why, on what yeah. made you upset, or what made you frustrated, and stuff like that. Because mm. uh, for me, like personally, this game does not matter. Like mm. I I I'm I'm sorry. I would not recommend someone to anybody. Mm. I mm. think if I I think if you want to play something more in the in the vein of this, go play Bioshock, where mm. where you where of course it's a first person shooter, but you feel more ethical depending on you know of course stopping the big daddy when it's attacking you, but making the choice of what happens when you get to the other little girl. Are you going to be, are you going to save her or are you going to use her to take the powers and let that be more? Uh, and then he, like hear the narrative because the part, the voice that you're hearing on it is leading you just like Catherine in a sense, leading you out to, you know, out this place and everything. But there's yeah. other things that's in it that's going to affect you uh, with the end. It plays on your moral and ethical sense and what's going to really matter in the end. Yeah. So I, I would recommend playing Bioshock over playing Soma. Huh? I could have. Uh, I, I think I, that's a. I, that is certainly, I, I think, a very valid opinion. And I think that's a good. Uh, some, a lot of the, the same, same themes. I mean, right down to the same setting. Sort of, sort of, uh, but Celeste, what do you think? Would you, uh, would you, would you put this out there for a little spooky gaming in October? I, I really enjoyed the the questions that arose mm-hmm. because of this game, and I recently read "I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream," mm-hmm. which is very reminiscent of mm-hmm. aspects of Soma. It's I, maybe I, about I feel fifteen. Like- I feel like I need to order that or I need to buy it. Oh, it's online. It's like only 11 pages long. Oh, so it's yeah. a short story. It's for free. <laughs> it was written in the 60s. So I guess the copyright has yeah. fired. Because so. I, I it, heard of that title. It's a um, game as well. Billy pointed out to me. Yeah. It's a point and click. It's, it's, a good game. Game. It's, it's like an old school point and click. Uh, it's actually really, really good game. Uh, I, I do recommend that one too. I haven't played that. I'm gonna have to go play the game now. But the story, it, uh, yeah, it, it reminded me of Soma. I just that feeling of what if you're the last, or you think you're the last person on mm. Earth. Just those questions and what would I do in these situations? I always mm. insert myself into the main character's position, I guess. But I, I enjoyed that the questions, the philosophical yeah. aspects of this game a lot. Yeah. And I um obviously <laughs> having 
<laughs> put it out there. It'd be awful strange if I said I didn't recommend it at this point. Um, it, it, it's a real strong recommend from me. Um, uh, and it's one of those, uh, kind of like the other games we've talked about, where a repeat play always brings up more details. There, there's always mm-hmm. something that you didn't catch. Um, I would say that if you really just want to be left alone and play through the game uh, without having to worry about kind of some jarring moments, um, that mode with that safe mode is actually a pretty good addition. Uh, if you're just in it for the story, uh, you don't want to get derailed because there are some of those monster encounters that I, I still feel are a little bit broke um, to this day. Mm-hmm. And so that, that that can deter you a little bit. Uh, otherwise, um, enjoyed the journey throughout the game. And, and I like that it packed kind of so many twists and turns in there and, and kind of decisions that yeah maybe in the long run didn't really impact anything uh, there's one ending uh, to the game uh, it, it's gonna end in way regardless um but i don't know uh, and, and i think almost that is better that way when you're not playing and making choices to get to an ending um i think you're able to just think more you're you're not doing i'm gonna unplug him so i can get ending b um i'm gonna do this because i think it'll get me the good ending um i i think this game just challenges you to just kind of use your own sort of morals and, and i think yours evolve over the course of the game a lot of times uh, you're you're either gonna kind of simon develops a heart for these machines uh these i whether because he starts to sympathize um and relate over time or just because he's he's kind of you know warming up or at least kind of processing the the craziness Mm -hmm. of what's going on um or you'll end up in that camp where it's just i'm gonna pull every plug i'm gonna flip every switch i got to um (laughs) to get this thing done um, and, and I think it's interesting to kind of look at the choices I make and kind of kind of question myself on them after after the fact, especially having finished it. But uh, that, that's that's a big old recommend for me. Um, and I, I think the points Ed brought up as to, to why he 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 maybe didn't enjoy it as much as us are are pretty valid. Um, also, it's definitely a game that's gonna you know it's, it's gonna be off putting for some and uh he offered a great uh counter recommendation to that one um but that's soma and, and thank you guys uh you know i've been doing this podcast thing like six years it only took me <laughs> six years to host something so uh, boys and girls out there keep working <laughs> well don't worry your next recommendation you get to host again so yeah. yes Keep keep on that's, keeping on. That's it. But I I I think the month of November uh, is going to have if you, if you want to well, mention it, I think it's going to uh, have a nice little title. Well, we're going. I'm going to let Celeste talk about uh, what November is, and then I'll, I'll go and end the show. Uh, mm-hmm. Celeste, <laughs> the floor is on your hands. Well, uh, for November, Ed has graciously allowed me to pick the next title, <laughs> and we've all played it. In fact, I played it a. About a year ago for the first time, we will be discussing Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, which the title alone intrigued me so much. That alone made me want to play the game, knowing nothing about Uh, it. it, it, It's time. uh, It's time to do a little more walking in in an empty 
empty area. We're, we're keeping that theme going. Um, I, I'll all that um, it's one of the most beautiful games I mm-hmm. have played uh, yes. graphically. I, still to this day, and this is a late PS4 release, and I, I don't think a lot of games have matched it since then. Um, but I, um, when I played through this one, I don't think I uncovered everything, so I'm really looking forward to playing yeah, there, through this in depth. There are some things that I'm missing, and there is one part, and this is just a little a teaser, everybody. There's one part, <laughs> the priest, <laughs> that mm. priest section, and that's all I'm going to say yeah. because that that discussion. I can't wait till we have to get to that part and have that discussion because it was wow. really, it it really did something. But we 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 will get to that. So yes, yeah. every. So yes, everybody. November, uh, everybody's gone to the rapture. Celeste will be hosting that mm-hmm. one, uh, leading the, uh, leading the conversation with that. But uh, Billy, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me if uh, I'm floating around out there a few places. Uh, you can listen to my uh, uh, podcast I do with two friends of mine, Retrovaniacs. Uh, we cover a lot of uh, retro games, kind of PS2, GameCube, original Xbox era, and before. Uh, we were cranking them out every other week or so. Uh, I think we are finishing up uh, Halloween this year with uh, with a little Silent Hill 2. And I think we're going to squeeze in a little Silent Hill 1 movie review also. <laughs> so, you know, movie. Uh, early, early spoiler on that. Uh, that's going to be an enjoyable first 45 minutes watching that film. Maybe not in 45. <laughs> but um, no, that uh, you can find... Retrovaniacs in general on Twitter at Retrovaniacs. Uh, a Retrovaniacs Twitch, which is actually coming back, coming back strong uh, in the very near future. Uh, my work schedule has has finally allowed. Um, and that's also Retrovaniacs. Um, I think I've covered it. I, I think uh, that's all the plugs I need to get in so the other guys won't yell at me. I think we're good. <laughs> all right. So, Les, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Fairy Crypt. I'm also with Boss Rush Games, Nintendo Power Block, and another Zelda podcast. And uh, yeah, come on. Let's talk video games. Let's talk philosophy. Let's talk food. I would really mm. like to talk about food with mm, people. Yes. And you guys can find me on Twitter at That Pressure Code. You can check Optional Opinion on SoundCloud, other podcast apps. Check me out on Nintendo Power, uh, Nintendo Power Block. Um, Boss Rush Podcast and other podcasts here on Boss Rush Games. Uh, as always, thank you guys for listening, tuning in. Um, hopefully, you guys had a chance to vote. You made your voice be heard. Mm-hmm. Um, if this episode comes out before the election comes out, before voting, um, do go out there and vote. If not, and you guys have already voted, um, you know, we'll see what what the future holds for us. That's right. So that's all I can say. Uh, but like like I said, once again, everybody's going to the rapture. So that's just going to be leading that. I am going to be jumping on that game again. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, oh I, I'm, I'm ready. I just mm-hmm. I had just finished it when Celeste had recommended the game. Uh, I'm just like, oh, it's time for me to start it all. Start it again. I need um, a refresher. So. Exactly. But everybody have a great week. Have a great weekend. And as always, let's continue to play video games and be better to one another. And we'll see you next time for Talk the Walk. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye.